Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raising Cane's. Warm up with cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy crinkle-cut fries, Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. Happy holidays from Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. The only place to go for outdoor gifts this season is Cabela's Christmas Sale. Get $100 off in-stock Browning X-Bolt rifles. And don't miss Saturday 8 a.m. doorbusters with free giveaways to the first 250 in line. Shop in-store and at Cabela's.com. They say he made us and would never hate us. They say he loved us, but has to judge us. They say that he is love, but he will send us to the pits if we use our free will. They say that we can be saved if we pray. I'm hardly sorry, but no thanks. Blind faith, stay reluctant. Praise no name, and I pray to nothing. Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in. Mask and a blade on my way to Blind faith, stay reluctant. Praise no name, and I pray to nothing. Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in. Mask and a blade on my way to Left hands bleeding, pleading while I eat it right. Hand holds a Bible, screaming as I read it. The demon's back with its heathen laughter. The priest in black is preaching backwards. Life is cruel, both a curse and a godsend. Churches all mosh pit around the pulpit. No faith, don't praise nothing. Save your grace, motherfucker, hate something. See, basically, we beat fiends. Born to lead the flock, make the sheep sing. Yeah. Hallelujah, your days are numbered I pray to nothing and I make you suffer Blind faith, stay reluctant Praise no name and I pray to nothing Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in Mask and a blade on my way to Blind faith, stay reluctant Praise no name and I pray to nothing Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in Mask and a blade on my way to Could you handle your throat slit slowly Fall to your manacle, no Mick Foley Gross and ghostly, utmost and holy Call Joey Crowley by those who know me Cut off my fingertips and break my wrist Like an atheist, I don't pray to shit I love nothing, only hate exists They give you ignorance and say it's bliss No windows, your views are useless Dissolve your desire to prove your prudence All things expire, you included Heaven's on fire, kiss the Judas Blind faith, stay reluctant. Praise no name, and I pray to nothing. Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in. Mask and a blade on my way to Blind faith, stay reluctant. Praise no name, and I pray to nothing. Can't escape this phase, I'm stuck in. Mask and a blade on my way to Put it down. One for the honey 
Bodies that be putting it down Two large get money when a dude come around Three cups in the hand, let it bubble and pop Up top in the club, ladies love it a lot I got four dudes with me when we come in the club No haters being shifty, it's nothing but love Five ten on the dot, four I'm leaving the spot Ride into the block where it's equally hot Six seven on chrome when I lay in the cut That's how I put it down, can't say it enough Make room for a player when I slide through Back it up when I get behind you Let a dude disrupt on the titties and ass A quick puff on the Philly when I hit it and pass Get back young hater, we ain't fucking around This here be the sound when we putting it down You can least not let me see you Drop it down and turn around Walking up like nice to meet you Tonight it's going down You can least not let me see you Drop it down and turn around now it's time to put it down. Looking hot when I come in the club. Y'all know the face, people know what's up. I got a real classy look, I ain't showing stuff. So I got the respect and they show me love. He's the girl, real, yeah, yeah, we saw the star. I'm the illest cold, chilling like I'm Molly Moore. Got the whole team here and my bodyguards. Don't act like you're hard, cause you're holy all. Coming in the place, face like cover girl. Plus, she got a shell like a mother of pearl. Mine's rich, I'm not like them other girls. I'm sick, thick like them southern girls And yeah, I know I'm attractive kid But first and foremost, the flow's immaculate So don't try to get me on a track you did Unless you got the cash to get it cracking, kid Come on You can least not let me see you Come on. Drop it down and turn around Walking up like nice to meet you Tonight it's going down You can least not let me see you Drop it down and turn around With real and semi so sick Down south kid About to let him know what Crump is Iced out game Make my money look like Trump's did Disc in a twin For the spin And tell him bump this She giving eyes Like she wanna show me something Jelly in a jeans What you hiding in that Trump bitch Flow rumbling When my track hit the thumping Throw it in reverse Put it on me like we humping One hand on my temple Let the other face the breeze Pop put me on it They call it the brain freeze And ladies If you're running out of man I'm a big guy Double up Bring a couple friends Ooh man I almost lost my computer let me pet the can in the man like I'm supposed to Just at least let me see you make it pancake And if you're amazed at the crib, make that man wait You can least not let me see you Drop it down and turn around Walking up like nice to meet you Tonight it's going down You can least not let me see you Drop it down and turn around Walking up like nice to meet you Now it's time to put it down
Replicon Radio, bitch. We gonna give it to you whether you like it or not. This is One Eye J, and you're tuned into Replicon Radio, where we say whatever the fuck, whenever the fuck we want, mother fuck. Yo, it's your boy Freaky P right here on Replicon Radio, mycitymymusic.com. Check it out. Fuck. Come and get it. You can get it whenever the fuck we want to give it to you, motherfucker. It's Replicon Radio. Ooh. Yo, this is Dead Body Man, and you listen to Replicon Radio. Tune in Monday, and remember, this ain't your mama's radio show. Ooh. What up, y'all? It's your man, Big Rue, and y'all listening to Replicon Radio, mycitymymusic.com. Fuck. Thank you for the hits. Replicon Radio appreciates it. Where we say whatever the fuck we want to say. Fuck all day, every day. All day, every day, every Monday night, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. MyCityMyMusic.com slash Replicon. Overtime Studio. Ooh, Replicon Radio. Getting it in your fucking ear holes whenever the fuck we want to. Click in. Fuck. Serial killers, you want to get amped up? Replicon Radio's got you. Fuck all that shit you want to hear and more. All that shit you don't want to hear about, we might be talking about that shit. Fuck. Replicon Radio. Get ready to get your ears fucked. I see y'all haters in the chat. Y'all talking shit. Y'all motherfuckers. Talk all that shit you want on the Replicon. Motherfucker. Thank you for those hits. We appreciate that shit. Thank you, Biatch. Replicon Radio, every Monday night. Replicon Radio. No, we're fucking, live. It's now live. It's fucking Monday. It's Replicon Radio. The pizza man is at the door like clockwork. Already. Elisha's, it's always the same toppings. It's always the same toppings. What oh, is it, Big Rue? Totally it's different. It's hamburger and bacon. My fucking mic even on? It should be. Oh, oh, we did a mic check. It's probably not turned on. I turned that. You, both of them over you there. You turn off. shit on. No, we're good. Don't worry I about it. I turned them shits. Fuck it. You're too tired to fucking I do turned anything. them shits on. But anyway. Fucking dick. Hamburger and bacon fucking like always, right? Dead body right? dick man's too tired. Dead body dick. Already he's been in a sarcastic ass been in a dead body tired. tired. I've been in town minutes. for like five hours. Not even five hours. And dead you're already body a sarcastic, tired dick. You know, prick. So. Now I'm a prick. Don't be mean. Before guys. I was a dumbass. Uh, and it's now fucking Replicon Radio. But there's reasons why. It's fucking Replicon. he was being a dick when I came in. How was I huh. being a dick when I came in? Don't yeah, be a dick. It ain't the time to mess with me. Fucking I've dickish. been sleeping in a car. That's not what I said at all. <laughs> Shut the fucking fuck up. dickish. Anyway. Hey. Anyway. Cheer up, Buttercup. We're Replicon Radio. We're on oh, live. Cheer- it's I'm Monday. Let's, cheery. let's do this shit. Fuck yeah. We're fucking here. Let's swing these bats and get these hoes running. Two of these motherfuckers just did a long-ass drive way there and back, and they attacked some ninjas or got attacked by some ninjas. That's we'll get into that. That's a cute fucking bag there. I'm not sure if they the were attacked fuck? by them or they were I did the attacking them. I did the attack. We'll find out. I think out. we all had an eventful weekend, didn't there we? There was a Mayweather-McGregor fight. Yeah, I had a busy fucking weekend. I don't know about one eye. It was. Um, <laughs> I think my, all th- at least three of the cool. Replicon had a, vid- a busy fucking weekend. Well, two were out of town. One went to the fucking Cardinal Stadium I seen. That was neat. 
He didn't get to run no bases. He did get to jump against the fucking wall. I did jump against that fucking wall. I seen that shit with my good on. With they my good They were mad because I touched the fucking grass. They got yelled at. I, I heard. I heard you say something in your live feed that they that no one was allowed to touch the grass. Yeah, they were pissed. Get off the fucking grass. Yeah. Bitch, don't yell at me. They Ain't were cussing and everything? Using cuss words? Uh, yeah. No. They yeah, they don't give a fuck. No, I don't think. That, were there cuss words for real? No. I didn't think so. Not not legit Cardinals. No, because there was not, kids. There not was employees. kids. Right. No, no employees were saying no cuss words. Oh, I heard a couple players say a couple cuss words. Well, of course. Of course. Those, then, guys, those guys are overpaid assholes. Yeah, there was the the, the, well, we'll the get, staff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess we can talk about it now since he's outside. Um, a couple of these Johnny Utahs just got back from Utah. Well, they can't talk about it now because he's outside. Yeah, we'll, I know. We'll wait for him to get some back. Johnny Utahs over here in the house. The Mayweather fight happened, so we can talk about my eventful weekend. Um, yeah, what'd you do? Well, Thursday, Friday, bold, bold. Which I bowled my ass off fucking both nights. What'd you roll? Friday night was my better night though. What was Friday the Thursday night. night? What was the Thursday night? Fuck, I don't even remember, but it was it was a 600 series. That's, that's dope. So, it was a low six. But Thursday or Friday night, I was banging the fucking pins around. Boy, I had a 230, 234, 236. Rolling thunder. And then a shitty 181 for a 651 average or series. That's, not, that's still not bad, though. No, but I was trying, dude. I was trying so hard to take the top score last week. And I could have done it, but I fucked up. Well, I didn't fuck up. I was crushing the fucking pocket, and I left the fucking 10 pin. I missed it. That's what fucking killed me. Ugh. That happened a couple times. Yeah. <coughs> but fucking, that hanger will get you every time. Then Saturday, I had my fancy football draft, which I drafted some good players. Drafted some shitty players. It's kind of part of the, part of the game, because once you get in the later rounds, everybody's taken. That's good. So I you saw got somebody that. on my uh, my news feed on Facebook was like, there's already like three key players that are knocked out for the season. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, only been one game. Well, that uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's out for the first six games. Then uh, Julie Edelman got hurt, and he's got a torn ACL. He's out for the season. And I do believe uh, Kansas City running back uh, Spencer uh, Ware, he is out for the season. They had a bunch of ACLs and CCLs and RLs and all all the Ls. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know the terms, but I know that there was a couple blown ACLs and then there was another. Yeah, it fucking was CL. It, it was, was a crazy fucking week weekend in the NFL. Actually, started on Thursday night and now see if I'm if I'm seeing injuries like that, I'll, I'll tune into every game. <laughs> it's like all right, let's let's knock some shit around. Well, I mean. Just Edelman's always had shit wrong with him, but he's always played through it, and so it just taken it just took a toll on him. Even having the three four months off, yeah, just kind of wore him out a little bit, I guess. I didn't really get to see the play. They showed it on TV. I I was actually getting ready to draft him when it was my turn, and nobody was taking him. I, I think there was like three people ahead of me. And all of a sudden, one guy's like, Edelman just got hurt. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, yep, he's out for the season. It was on the TV. We looked wow. over, and yeah, he tore an ACL out for the season. I'm like, fuck. Dodged a bullet on that one. 
Yeah, I got drunk twice Saturday. <laughs> I got drunk yeah. twice. Yeah, so we're at the nice. face. Oh, so, man, that sounds, oh, sounds oh, horrible. It, Very it was nice. awesome. Okay, so, yeah, we're at, we're at the draft, and our package came with, like, these shots. So, if, like, somebody made a bad pick or, if, like, uh, like, if you pick somebody that was already cho- uh, that was already picked, right? you know, it was, like, kind of like a game. Well, nobody's using these motherfuckers, so I'm like, all right, well, fuck it. I need a shot because I made a stupid fucking pick. I need another shot because I made another stupid pick, and I didn't really make stupid picks. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I need another shot. Just give me all the shots. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd had, like, fucking four beers and about ten shots, and then I went home and took a fucking nap. I got home, I guess it was about 3.30 or so, woke up, took a little nap, got up at, like, 5.30, feeling good as a motherfucker like i ain't even drink nothing and then i went over to my neighbor's house and got smashed again Hell watching yeah. the fight and uh we started i started i got over there i guess it's about 6 15 or so so i get over there nobody's over there yet so we're all just kind of drinking cup beers chilling waiting you know waiting on the fights to start late ass shit then we're well we, we uh we smoke some ribs and some uh, some uh, beef brisket and some brats and shit. So what were you smoking? I was smoking meat. Mm, sexy. Smoking the meat. And uh, then once the food got done, you know, pretty much here comes some people. You know, they're coming in. Well, this guy brought this bowl full of fucking cherries that's soaked in moonshine, and my neighbor's like, "Dude, you got to try these." So I sat there, ate like 10 of those, and he's like, wait till we get done with the cherries, then we'll drink the juice. The juice yeah. is the best fucking part. So Jeez. I'm like, all right. So he knocked, we knock out all the cherries. He starts drinking on the fucking juice, and I wasn't paying attention because was, we was all bullshit. And I was like, hey, motherfucker. There's like, I don't know, probably two shots left of the fucking juice. I'm like, hey, fuck you drinking all that juice for, man? He's like, oh, yeah, you wanted some. I'm like, yeah. So I fucking had a shot of it, and that shit was fucking good. Oh, yeah. But that fight, though, you lost 10 bucks, didn't you? I did. Yeah. You yeah. made a bet on air last week. I did. I, what I yes, tell you, you what, what I tell you what was going to happen. I every What I said was going to happen, happened. But it went way longer than everyone expected it to, for one. No, I knew. He landed I way more punches on Mayweather than anyone. No. Any of the main boxers that he's, all the main boxers that Mayweather has fought in his fights. No, no, his no, 50 no, wins. no, 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 no. Let's speak boxing. He might have landed his, but then points got taken away because he's a fucking idiot. Well, he's not an he idiot. He still but. hit Floyd more than anybody else. Well, yeah. If he all hit them, Floyd more than anybody else ever. Okay, repeat that again because I'm going to tell you. If if I, if I all them other boxers could throw hammer punches and hit in the back of the fucking head, then all them other boxers would have thrown the same amount of punches. But the good thing about that was is you could see that McGregor was actually – not trying to like it's hard to get out of that UFC frame exactly he, he you so know when some he of that was hammer fist him you could see that he was like fuck I can't do that right. or when he the, would like dude move behind him and tag Mayweather a couple times on the side of the head he's like fuck I can't you know you could definitely tell that he was getting frustrated with himself right. and every time he went to like grab him from behind and shit you know that was instinct to take somebody's back in MMA and shit well, you yeah. know, take control of the fucking situation. I think it should have been a kickboxing match. But, he uh, definitely won. McGregor definitely won the first three. The first rounds. three rounds, four, four round four was questionable. It was both ways on. Oh, on, Mayweather definitely had that round. But, but uh, I would definitely say like the fifth round. Yeah, the fifth round was 
kind of, hey, kind of to, a toss up. He got the started to get his timing down. He was feeling him out for the first few rounds. The seventh, but he was taking a lot of punches in those the rounds. seventh round. McGregor was a little wobbly. Then the eighth, then the eighth round, you could see he was getting fucking tired and more wobbly. And the ninth round, he was just fucking tired, beat. Ref done. called it in what the tenth? In the tenth, it and was almost out a, of the tenth. Yeah, yeah. Then the tenth comes and he did a fucking Mayweather was just putting it on him. In that 10th round, yeah, he was definitely going in. He knew. But I also, I was watching that shit. And Did right you watch before, the fight before that? No, I just saw the main fight. Okay, well, here's where I'm pissed off at that. If I'm fucking McGregor, I'm I, I, even a, a, any boxer at this point. So the fight before that, uh, this dude Davis, he got the belt taken away from him. So if he wins this match, he cannot get the – it counts as a win, but he can't get the belt because they stripped him of the title. Okay. So if the other guy wins, he gets the, he gets the title. Right, so and it's a title counts. fight. Yeah. So Davis is kind of being a fucking dick in the whole thing. And, and I guess it was probably about the seventh round. Davis had hit the dude in the back of the fucking head and neck area, uh-huh. and it was a fucking just a haymaker. And the dude drops. The ref gives gives Davis the win with a with a with a knockout. How that's illegal. He should have been disqualified for one. You hit him in the back of the fucking neck and head area. So you know a dude's spine was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. He was down for a good five, ten fucking minutes. Let me fucking That was bullshit. Let me hammer fist somebody in the fucking spine out. I bet they'll go down too. Anyway, the Mayweather McGregor. It, it was a good fight. It went way longer than anyone expected Mayweather or McGregor to last. Everybody always, everybody was constantly discrediting McGregor's boxing abilities. He's it a professional. Went as long as I thought it would. He's a I professional it mixed martial artist. Okay, so he's trained fully in all facets of fighting: boxing, kickboxing, ground, you know, jujitsu. All you know, he knows all that shit. He's not a professional boxer like Floyd is, but he knows boxing. It's not like he's not a slouch when it comes to boxing. And he's punched people before. Did I spell that wrong? McGregor. McGregor is a professional fucking fighter. Yeah. You know, he knows how to punch. He knows what he's doing. You saw his technique in those first three and four rounds for sure. Those fucking noodle arms, bro. Fucking noodle that arms. fucking meme? Well, the, <laughs> thing, well, the thing was, or I mean. gif or whatever. Mayweather video. did say it at the press conference, or in one of his press conference, he did say that this isn't going to be a ordinary Mayweather fight. That and it wasn't. Since it the was Pacquiao it fight. I own any. the fans. I owe. I owe the fans a it, better fight, and that's why I'm going to give it to him. I came out of retirement, so this I'm going to put on a show for the he fans. He didn't. Right. He didn't. He also so didn't he run straight from, at him. He didn't you know, run he from him. Up, yes. He played a little bit of defense, but he. He played, definitely we'll played defense, but yeah, but Floyd has been known to just straight boxing. Floyd's been known to straight run away from. I heard it people. was a good fight. It was so. it was fantastic. It was a really good fight, yeah. But Floyd's been known to run away from people on purpose. Run, why do you say he's run? He don't run away. Dancing around and, he's and playing the points. Yeah, it's that you make it sound like the dude's scared. The dude ain't never scared of nobody. He he plays the game. Well, he stood there and fought, unlike most of his other fights. You hate on a guy because he's smart. No, I'm not hating on him because he's smart. I'm not hating on him at all. It sounds like. No. I'm just... It's just like... Everybody uh, talking about the lack of 
credit for McGregor. Oh no, he gave all. He may, that's one thing about Mayweather that nobody, I guess. Did you watch the really post-fight conference? Post-fight Mayweather conference? gave McGregor all the fucking respect, and Connor did the same thing. He turned around and gave Mayweather all the respect. He's Absolutely. like, dude. He goes, "Did you watch the post-fight fucking, press conference, Rue? That fucking fight, about. dude. He goes, he goes. I would have been tired. He goes, I, I probably would have been a little bit better off have I would have been a boxer and, and trained, had a little more time for training and, and the endurance to go. I would have built that all up. He goes, but man, he goes by by the fucking tenth round. I was just tired. Yeah. He was he was done. And you don't realize he's going toe to toe with the best one of the best boxers of all time. I mean, and it's oh, he is the best boxer of all time. Uh, Muhammad he's Ali. He's not. Muhammad I mean, Ali. No, he is. Well, Dude's fifty and zero. That is the best. There was that one that guy that went eighty seven and zero and fought everybody. Who the fuck was that? Uh, what's his name? It starts with a C, I think. <laughs> Carl. Carl. <laughs> it's Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl wasn't there? Cheese. Wasn't there a point in the fight though where? Uh, like right before the dude lost, the the ref was just told the other guy to take it home, and then like it was right, over. yeah, right before the fight ended, you could see the they, they got in, they got into a hug, they got into a happened. hug, and you could I see the referee say take that. it home, take it down, fucking I something. I don't think that's what he said. I don't know, but a lot of people commented on that and were like, yeah, that's no, right, I, I and, and, that and then and then it was called. It, the ref stopped it right after that. Chavez or Mayweather Chavez. was definitely fuck or uh, Mc, uh, Conor McGregor was definitely fucking done. Right. He just needed. I think he just needed to get out of that he last even, few seconds of the tenth round, and he could have got that little said, bit of break and a little bit of comeback. Maybe he maybe. even said the ref made the right choice to stop that. Did you watch the post-fight press conference after the fight? Yeah, I watched all of it. That shit's on my page. That shit was that suit Conor McGregor was wearing. I watched the real one, not the one that's on Facebook going around. It's no, no, no. I watched there. the one from Showtime. Yeah, the one from Showtime. Yeah. What happened? The post-fight fucking press conference. So that that was Saturday night. So then Sunday. But well, that dude's dope though. He was like homeless like five years ago, right? Who? McGregor? No. No. Oh, he was. No. no. Incorrect, sir. That dude's been in the UFC for five years. He ain't never been homeless. Well, however, like that's what I heard. Like, how oh, he, many years ago? He ain't never been homeless. No, he had a he had a good plumbing job. He was a, he had a good plumbing job. I heard he and, was homeless, and he well, met that chick. Well, you're wrong, and, sir. Well, I'm just I'm telling you. Well, I I know, but and I, then he like she like helped him out. He got the job as a plumber, and then was like. She helped him like train and do all this. Well, he and now quit he the job as a plumber for sure a whole lot of to, money. Be, to be to go on unemployment so he could train. Yeah. Uh, right before he was a plumber, he was like basically homeless. I don't know. Google that shit. I'm going to Google this motherfucker that apparently was 87 and fucking... Oh, <laughs> Ted Bonnie's 87 and 0. I ain't there. buying that shit, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. So let's look it up. Who is the best boxer in the world? Muhammad Ali's face should pop up. Who has the best record? Who? 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 So anyway, you drive out to Utah. Oh, wait. How my was Sunday, it? My Sunday, I went to the ball game. I was going to, okay, never mind. We'll skip that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Mama. Freaky P, you drive out to Utah. How Nobody was it? Nobody cares about or it. Or Dead want, Body Man. You want to know what I did Sunday? Go look at our Facebook page. Facebook? Is it on your Instagram Freaky Man, P, how was the drive to Utah? Boxing. Long. Long? Let tell his damn story. No, go ahead. It's, it's he was good. looking up a, a statistic. 
an 87 and 0 that Dead Body Man was speaking of. Yeah. And he wanted to tell you about his fun time at Top Six Unbeaten Boxers of All Time. Yeah, we want to know what that is. Are you Yeah. Well, let's see. What's the answer? Colon cancer? (laughs) Seven. Uh, Seven. Three years. Three years. The top six greatest. Floyd Mayweather, 49 and 0 with 26 knockouts. It's 50. So that's 50 now. So who's the next? There's no doubt he's up there, but there's a, I think there's a couple that are. Shaggy too dope. Wasn't a boxer. Rocky Marciano, Marciano. 49 and 0. So Mayweather's already better than him. <laughs> if Mayweather were to have had fought Marciano, he would have probably lost back in those days. Ricardo Lopez, 51 and 1. Is that better? Uh, 51 and 1. I, I would say they're tied now with, with Mayweather being 50 and 0. Lockhead, 51 and 1 or 50 and 0? What's better? Not better than 51 and 51. 1, though? 51 is more wins. 51 is well, more wins Joe than 50 and 0. Calzal. Calzone? Cal, I, I have no idea how to Calzone. Calza. 46 and Hello. 0. Um, Edwin Valero is 27 and 0, 27 knockouts. I don't think he's going nowhere near some 87 and 0 over there. I dead believe body that man. was the uh, top. I, I believe that was your top <laughs> six. So Mayweather is the best boxer in boxing, or the best boxer that has ever boxed this. Fall. Hey, Lockhead, who's better, Mayweather or Muhammad Ali? How you gonna say Muhammad Ali? He ain't even on the fucking top best records. Top six. Yeah, that's if you're a stats man. Hey. Muhammad Ali is the lie. greatest boxer ever. No, he ain't. Yeah. Stats don't lie. Muhammad Ali is the Michael Jordan of boxing. No. Yeah. No. Is that Mayweather, correct? Mayweather. Mayweather. Hey, Lockhead, do you agree Jackson with that? Muhammad boxing. Ali is the Michael Jordan of boxing? You can agree with that? He'll agree with that. He'll go. I don't care what he he'll says. He'll throw his fucking hat in the ring for go that. Go look at the statistics, bro. Muhammad Ali, why don't what's your what's your what's your dig against Muhammad Ali? Numbers don't lie. What's your problem with Muhammad Ali? He's black. So is Mayweather. What so the fuck is that? So obviously that's not an issue. <laughs> is it cuz is it cuz Muhammad Ali uh, dodged the war and and went overseas and No, nah, not. Oh shit. Oh shit. Hey. Ooh. Anyway, wh- why don't you? What's your problem with Muhammad Ali, Big Ru? Big Ru, why do you have a problem with Muhammad Ali? I don't Ali? have a problem with him. For one, he was a fantastic no, fighter. I, I get why Ru's saying, but Mayweather is the greatest. Statistically, Statistically Mayweather is. is the best fighter but of all fire time. Fire-wise, Muhammad Ali is the greatest. And at that point, he just proved my point. That's just an opinion because fire-wise. the statistics say that Mayweather is the best boxer out there. No, statistic. it shows statistically he was the best businessman and picked his fights and picked where he should yeah, go with his life. Mayweather is a businessman. He's not he's a boxer. At the, t- the time of he's Muhammad a boxer, Ali, but he's most importantly a businessman. time of Muhammad Ali, it was more of a fight for your respect type deal. You know what I'm saying? When, in Mayweather Day, is the best who got the most hype. So if you got the most hype, you're guaranteed to get a fight with the top dude. 
No matter yeah, if but you look, win or lose. if you're 50 and 0, yeah, you're you're up. There you won your matches. You won them. You won them. So it don't matter about no hype. You can hype up a fight all you want, but when it comes down to getting your ass beat, you're gonna get your ass beat. Hey, well. Uh, some of Mayweather. Nah, I love Mayweather. Nah, I ain't even gonna lie. I, I won't lie. Pac- Pacquiao should have. They should have raised his arm, and he should have won that fight. By sc- see, he won by score. See, and that, and when it comes, oh, he won by playing boxing. Ev- everybody knows when it comes down to points in boxing. That's a judge, and, and, it, and it's a championship. A belt on the line automatically goes to the champ. It, it's going. It to. does. It it's does. going to. You know. So you get it. He he got put in some good situations a lot of times. Yeah, know? yeah. So so, but Mayweather is a great fighter. And I'll, hey, shout out to my dude. He won. He won me some money. He won me some I, money and a lot I of was drinks very too. Very happy at night. Hey, yeah. Did this fool pay you your money yet? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He paid me and he paid me in advance. <laughs> so he, so he already knew. He still ain't paid me. He already oh, knew. shit. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Shout out to Reverend. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Well, bitch. I, I technically still owe you the 10 for the bet we made on the fight. I paid you my studio rent. Oh, yeah. And he still owes me money for the bet. See? Oh. See? Look, I almost got out of that, but I, I brought it back up. <laughs> see? Look at the big brain on Brad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Look at the big no. brain on Brad over I'm here. I'm still a fuck up, guys. Don't let him, comp- don't let him stick up for me. I'm still a fuck up. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. I still owe him the ten for the bet on the fight. You do, but I, I got my September studio fucking shit all paid up and in. It's not even the first yet. Ooh. Your mom right. would be proud. You probably should have taken care of other bills before you paid that up. You got another week to pay that. Yeah, but he knows he ain't gonna have no money again. I may or may not. Maybe come the first, I'll have I'll have some money for Pete. See, motherfucker, yeah, fuck guess- y'all. I guess if he wouldn't pay by the first of the show, he'd be suspended, so then he wouldn't be able to show up and do the show. Rue. See that? Look at the big Roo. brain on Brad over there. Who the fuck is Brad? Or Brett. Come on, Brad. it's a Pulp Fiction rep. Call him Brad? <laughs> Brad. 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 What's up, Sugar Loaf? Pizza oh, yeah, crust. Pizza. It's pizza on a cracker, and it ain't even Emo's. Sugar oh, Toast emo's over there. Emo's, emo's cost too much? Yeah, you got like a half a half of emos for this. <laughs> yeah, emos that shit though. Anyway, what's up, Johnny Utah's? How was? Who the fuck is Johnny? Johnny Who Utah. Who the fuck is Johnny? Come Who on, I, I'm doing movie qu- uh, reference. I got movie lonely? references. I had <laughs> the Pulp Fiction reference with made up new fucking people. I had the Pulp Fiction reference with the big people brain on bread. Yeah, apparently we got twenty fucking people. Here. Yeah, and now I got the seventeen. Uh, the Point Break fucking reference, Johnny Utah, because you guys just both got fucking Utah at the AOTNs. You were AOTN in it. Yeah. Attack, Attack of the Ninjas. Yeah. Best shit. fucking gathering ever. So it how's was. Chuck Reeves in real life? Is he as much of a dick in real life as he is online? I'm just playing. Shit, is he he's a, a shit? He's a fucking midget. Yeah. He's a midget? Is yeah. he a midget? He's yeah. five foot what? Six? Five foot eight? Five something? foot? Twilight likes our show. Is he legit five foot tiny? I don't know. He's fucking small. I think he's like five six or five eight or something. I know he's short, but. Four eight maybe? Dude. I don't know. Is so he like, cool or is he a. Hey, he's cool. Chuck is a shit, man. Yeah, Chuck's. I actually picked him up from his hotel to take him over to the show. 
Did you carry him in your arms? Uh, I might as you well. You picked him up? Could have. Could have. Put him. I did put him in the trunk. He's that tiny. You put him in the trunk? I did. No, no. You we put did. Chuck Reeves in a trunk? We yeah, we all azuled him, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That, that's breaking news. Freaky P and Dead Body Man of the Replicon Radio crew put Chuck Reeves in a trunk. They didn't cut his beard for ransom money, but they no. did put him in an a la Zuli Lou trunk. We gave Not the pillow a la Zuli Lou trunk. But all that no, stuff. it wasn't a Corolla. No. Uh, uh, an Accord? An Accord. A Honda know. Accord, not no. a Toyota. Uh, they don't drive a Toyota Corolla put it them is, in man. the trunk. Maybe it's something. It's not a Chevy Equinox. You legit put Chuck Reeves in the trunk, though? Yeah, we had to, put, had to have room for him somewhere. He's little. He's a tiny little man? Mm-hmm. He's a Floyd Mayweather, then. Tiny little man with a big record? I don't know. I don't know. He's a anyway. cool dude, though. He's is cool he in the shit? Yeah. You guys smoke some pots with him? No, I don't smoke pot. You went into a dispensary. Yeah, I did do that. On a fit why, are you, why, are you, why did you go from the beginning of the story to the end? Yeah. Well, I'm not, <laughs> that's not the way Holy back. Holy fuck. You know Jeez. what happened? Nothing happened in between. No, no, no. We'll you, go back. We can go back. I we know. can't let you tell other people's stories anymore. We can't let you tell other people's stories anymore. Well, you went to Utah, you picked up Chuck, and then you went to a dispensary. So you got back <laughs> home to St. Louis. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway. No. Y- you get to Utah. Did you experience Mormon... Or no. Mormon people, you didn't no. see a dude no. walk. You didn't see a bunch of dudes walking around. No, like but there was fucking agents everywhere. Yeah, we, did, we did experience agents the actual attack Asians. of the ninjas. Yeah, there was there. agents everywhere. Asians, Every, dude. When we pulled up to the fucking hotel, it was like five o'clock in the morning. Well, they're all from and in, there was fresh in town about, from Asia. There was about two hundred Asians in the lobby of this fucking hotel. Five I've never seen so many pieces of luggage in one room in my life. It was insane. It was literally the attack of the ninjas. Yeah. Legit. Asian ninjas. Legitimate. <laughs> Real ninjas. Real Asian, uh, like, calculator ninjas. Professional ninjas. Ca- account ninjas. That's what they were. Nice. So, you didn't experience Mormon people in a bunch of... So, yeah, we got in the car. We fucking drove 20-something fucking hours. I think it was, like, 23 hours to get there. 22 hours. I think it was, like, 21 to get there and 25 to get home. Yeah. Something like that. Took the long way back. Uh, we, well, the first time I wanted to go through Colorado, and these fuckheads were like, "No, we're gonna go through fucking." We took Nebraska. a detour that was supposed to be twenty minutes longer. Somehow, while I was asleep, it took an extra four hours. I yeah, yeah, it's fuck. We wound up fuck Nebraska. Okay, that <laughs> fucking state. Fuck that state. There's I got homies there. Jake from My Beard loves from there. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, he was for gonna him. go the right way though, instead of fucking with all the mountains on there. No, well, we had we hit the mountains nope. anyways. We so had to when go we got the into we forced Wyoming. to go to the mountains. Yeah, which that's fun to do, going down the backside of a mountain at four o'clock in the Those morning. Those used to be Cannibal Mountains. So, yeah, no, that's uh, that was fun. Nice, but uh, yeah, no, but then when we came back, we went back to Colorado like I wanted to, but it sucked because we left so we left so late. We got to see all of Wyoming, which was awesome, but then by the time we hit Colorado, it was it was nighttime, so we we didn't get to be immersed in the beauty of Colorado. But we did hit up a dispensary, but yeah, that's jumping ahead of the story. Right, right, right. Yeah, we drove to Utah. You watching porn? No. You, just hey. fu- you just totally fucking mommed me. <laughs> like mom walked in the room, you turned the fucking computer screen. Hey, could you be a fucking nose? Can't look at this. We're not talking about it. Oh boy, it's porn. But yeah, we went all we went all the way to fucking Utah. We got there, they wouldn't let us check in. <laughs> oh, that sucked. But then they let us check in because I smoked cigarettes. Yeah, that story is that we got there at five o'clock in the morning. Our check-in time wasn't one until one p.m. That was the earliest we could check in. 
And then what's all the fucking ninjutsus scattered out of the, the fucking ninjutsus is out of the hotel. Uh, we're trying to sleep in the in the car. And a comfortable as fuck. Sun's up, and we're sitting out in the lobby, or not in the lobby, but in, like in front of the lobby. And uh, thank God he decided to he wanted to chain smoke a cigarette at that exact time that the guy that we asked at five o'clock in the morning was getting off work and there was a shift change because he he came up to him and was like hey we have a room available go check the girl that's you know working now and thank god instead of having to wait until 1 p.m we got it we got a room at like 7 30 with no extra charges so shout out to ramada what was it the ramada i think yeah yeah the ramada inn it wasn't worth no 130 dollars because that that hotel was definitely a little bit of a shithole but they stayed. They they worked with us and they got us in, and so that way we were able to actually nap, shit, shower, and shave, and nap. Nap was a big one. Nap. Napping in Utah. Because like really, I mean, uh, on the way there, just like on the way back, you're only really able to cat nap. If you sleep like pee and you you're terrified of one of our other drivers, <laughs> you fucking have night terrors. It was you the two, Alex and Matt, time. yeah, yeah. Maps. I'd have been scared as Maps. fuck right with y'all. Oh, and it man. was Map's fault that you yeah. got Nebraska all fucked up, right? Yeah. Yep. So anyway, you get to the venue. Well, we kicked kick Reeves out. You know, you rolled him out of the truck as we were flying by. You know, kick Reeves Kentucky out. Roll. Kentucky roll in you Utah. Back a present? What present? CD. Uh, I didn't one. get I didn't get a CD. They were out. Like they, I mean, that place was packed. I, I at least I didn't. I don't think I got one. I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> getting one. No, I don't know if you did or didn't. I was never handed one. I did get one. So if you if you got one, then he I went in way before him. Yeah, he went in way before me. Freaky P had that all access replica on laminate. I didn't. No. Joe wanted one too. Freaky P had that replica VIP. I come before Joe. I agree. Yeah, yeah. He, it, they messaged. They actually emailed him on, while we were on our way there that they were going to give him one press pass, even though he asked for both of us. And then luckily Chuck came through for him. Well, yeah, I was already going to get a pass. I thought I thought I was going to take it from Chuck, and I got all access from Chuck. So then I was like, well, cool. You can get my press pass. But then my press pass wasn't there. So then I had to spend a bunch of emails and shit and blah blah blah. And then I guess the lady talked to George, and George was like, George already knew I was in there with an all-access, so she was like, we already got him covered, not knowing that I was trying to get it for him. The lady actually called me today. Yeah. Did you get everything worked out? Nope. I was like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, what am I supposed to say? You know what I mean? Too late. Whatever, you know. You should have been like, well, we were trying to get it for one of our other hosts, but no, nah, it's cool. Yeah. I was like, whatever. So, hey, well, so. that would have made us look like assholes. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I didn't push the issue. I emailed the lady. I was like, hey, my name's not on the list for the past. She's like, well, let me see what's up, you know. And then she was like, it should be there. So I went back and checked, and they were like, yeah, no, there's nothing here. And I was like, yeah, no, it's not here. And she was like, well, let me let me check with George. So, so George, George already knew you were in. Yeah, because yeah, I had to get approved to get that pass from Chuck before Chuck gave it to me. So you already talked to, you had to talk to George, and George was like, yeah, it's fine. Well, he talked to George before I was even there. Oh. He was just like, oh, if it's for Freaky P, that's cool. Which is probably why my name didn't end up on the list because yeah. it probably, I, I mean assume. it wasn't a big deal. So it actually wound up being a good thing that I didn't get the press pass, so it's fine. Yeah, probably did you guys get fucking it wasted? Probably would have been bad if Tony. Uh, did you guys oh, get man. wasted? I did. 
Dead Body Man drink a dead body man's worth of alcohol? Oh, man. Yes. That's not surprising. It was great. He's always wasted. It was fucking great. Well, he was also on vacation at the Utah Gathering. I have every show he goes blast. to, he's wasted. That's not true, but I had a fucking blast. What about you, Freaky Pete? Did you get I super you drunk? Are, you've been wasted. No. You, just assume you didn't I'm get wasted. all crunk? No, you are. I mean, I drink, but I, but I was kind of drunk when I got like buzzed pretty bad when I got there. Yeah. But then like two hours later, I wasn't. Right. I was sweaty and just. What about uh? But yeah, we got there. It was super dope, dude. There was people everywhere. Uh, VIP was still going on. There was yeah. like fucking, I think, well over five hundred people in VIP. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, for, for sure. VIP. Yeah. You know, there was a fucking line around the building. They were back there barbecuing. Everybody was in a row. It was super dope. I walked out there for a minute. Right, right. Uh, Underground stage. Yeah, we walked uh, in. Well, dope. the first per- person we saw was Rosie Cow. No shit. Yeah, yeah, we went over there and kicked her. I kicked her with her most fucking, of the night. To she be was honest. stoked, man. Yeah, She's I wound up. We wound up on her Snapchat and everything. That's yeah. fresh. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Who else on the underground stage? You guys check out and kick it with. I saw the Body Bag Syndicate. Uh, Did Damien Damien Quinn? Yeah, and in class he performed. I mean, Raz and Kel, everybody killed it on all the performances. Everybody I saw fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah, everybody's doing dope. Raz actually reached out to us. She, you know, I told you guys before she wants us to come to Strictly Little Wicked. Um, Hell yeah, we all will need to go out there. Is that yeah. that's well, we're gonna, Mexico, hopefully we're gonna yeah. try to work something out. Maybe we can uh, broadcast from there or something. That'd be the shit. She was what? That's in New Mexico, yeah. yeah. No, no, in Kokomo. Kokomo, Kokomo, Indiana. Oh, we even closer. Same, I think it's same venue. Yeah, same yeah, place same the show was. Yeah, yeah no, she's wanting us to do some press shit out there. So that'd be the shit. Yeah. That'd be dope. We're going to be the coverage of yeah, Strictly for the like Wicked all people, unofficially. All people were there. All people were giving us love. Uh, your uh, homie, my buddy Grimace, Grimace yeah. that was on the Snuff Insane, Reels tour with me. Insane Poetry. Yes, yes. He was uh, cool. All as LSP. Yeah, we're getting all love from all of cats. Yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a what's up nod from Scum. Hell yeah. <laughs> Grimace, <laughs> yeah, Grimace hit me up after he talked to you guys and shit Did and he? said he gave you a CD and fucking yep. kicked it and talked to some stuff. Yep. Good shit, so. Grimace the homie. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to all them cats, man. Everybody. Yeah, Mike from Body Bag, fucking. Yeah, Mike from the shout out or the, the hookup. Yeah. I mean, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike's a shit, man. We are. Mike already knows we love. Me him. and him were dancing our asses off him during Mirror Mirror. <laughs> it hit me together. Hit, were you like, we, like yeah, arm in arm and yeah, like we were fucking. Sl- we were, were they, slow dancing <laughs> and we were swinging. Swinging our arms around. Slow dancing and hurricane dancing. And, and, and fucking shit, insane E was trying to avoid our fucking hatchet swings, you know? Damn. Yeah, it was great. So you, you and Mike were slow dancing and hurricane Yeah, dancing. shout out to Insane E, too. That dude's yeah, cool sure. as fuck. I, I hung out with him. Like, when I was at the main stage, I was hanging out with him. When I was on the underground stage, I was hanging out with Rats. So, I mean, shout out to both of those. They, rats. Those fucking cool-ass people. Love Everybody, them, yeah. Everybody was a shit, dude. Everybody at m e fucking killed it, dude. Uh, Did you expect anything else? Anything? No, I didn't, but it was like even better. You know what I'm saying? Like It was just crazy. Everybody was there. You know what I'm saying? Like Gorilla Voltage came out. They did their set. And they all, they're always dope. I chill with and them, And then Blaze too. comes out and does his track with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that was uh, Blaze was the fucking VIP of Attack of the Ninjas, by the way. Shout out to Blaze. Did they come out and do a lot of tracks with each other? They, I mean, not a whole lot, but yeah. Fucking Blaze, man. Blaze worked his ass off. He was MVP. He did that shit with Gorilla Voltage. He did, Blaze was MVP, he did Zodiac, was he? Fuck yeah. He did Zodiac nice. Imprint. He did Tracks with Twisted. Then they did the whole Triple Threat set. Then he did fucking One Less G in the Hood as the after party. Like, he performed that. like eight times. 
in one fucking day. Blaze is the man. Blaze is always a hard worker, and Blaze Fuck always yeah. puts on a dope show. Yeah, I wish yeah, I could have well, been. Everything there. was a shit, man. Young Wicked killed it. Gmo fucking killed it. Boondocks killed it. I caught the end of A and B, but they were dope. They did a new track, which was dope. Nice. Uh, I know Bones got really sick right before their set because he has diabetes and he was like throwing up and shit outside. Damn, diet beats. But he was like, there's no fucking way I can not perform at this fucking thing. So he got up there and fucking struggled through it. And it was dope. Like I said, I only caught the last two songs. Like, I was outside talking to Mike uh, from Twisted Shop and, and uh, Chuck and Scum just bullshit and talking about all kinds of shit, man, that I'm not going to talk about on air. But. Right. It was super good dope. Shit. Lots of good shit. Privileged coming. dinosaur information. Yeah, that it privileged was. Privileged dino info. But that was, <laughs> I that saw was that honestly post you like made the highlight. Doing dinosaur that was one of things. my highlights of the night, man, was just kicking it with fucking Chuck and Mike. Like, That's the shit. That's super dope. shop. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I could have fucking man. been there kicking it with y'all, too. And yeah, Chuck yeah, and everybody. Yeah, me, too. Shut but up, then, Harry. Yeah, Harry, you were there. I was not backstage. Oh, okay. But it was like the whole thing was so. You didn't great, get to kick with Chuck, or you did? I know you're in the picture. I met, with him. Him. I met him and I hung out with him for like five minutes. You got in a, you got in a picture with him, and that was your only encounter. Yeah, yeah. That was all of it. That was about it. But y'all had. Yeah, he was he was doing everything, but mostly well, yeah, he was the host of the show, right? Yeah, mostly he yeah, was the underground stage. So, like, yeah. You know, I got to hang out with the artists that were in Did he do good hosting the show? Did he tell jokes in between? Or what did he, you know, what was his thing? Anytime he talked, I just left the room. I have no fucking idea what he said. No, I don't know. He was fine. Was he? All right, go back to where you were. (laughs) What happened? Oh, the show. It was good. It was great. No, but no, that's what I was going to say. Like, everything was great, man. The whole show was fucking great. Like, huge success. Like, everything was perfect. All day, everyone, so much love just for like people showing us love. Everybody fucking people we knew or, and hadn't met, you know what I'm saying? Like showing us love, and people we didn't know like showing us love. Yeah, all the artists we've had on the show showing us love, M and E showing us love, and then fucking Mirror Mirror started. Like oh, at this point, God. it was already fucking awesome. Yeah, Cloud Nine for sure. And the fucking stage setup was super dope. I like, want to buy that back. They had yeah, they had the big Mirror Mirror backdrop, and then they had two mirrors on stage, and Twisted was inside of them. Like, doing all kinds of weird shit. They were, like, trapped in the mirror, and then the fucking intro started, and they busted through. And it was super dope. They did that whole fucking album. They didn't skip any songs, by the way. I know other people skip lots of tracks when they do albums. Right. Uh, And then they just went right into Triple Threat. Like, they walked off stage, and the intro started playing. And they just changed their jerseys and came back out with Blaze. Yeah. And they did one track off the new album. <laughs> Is it one? Yeah, nobody knows it. One track, that was it. It doesn't even come out till next week. You know, know what I'm saying? So I mean, the ones, that, the ones that they've released already. Yeah. That's the one they. That's the one they played. Uh, and then they fucking, <laughs> they just started talking. They're like, look, man, like this, this, you know, we, we did this triple threat thing. You know, it was, it's, you know, kind of stemmed from psychopathic riders. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we, the type of stuff we did then. Oh, they really said? Yeah. Okay. They're like, you know, it stemmed from that. You know, we have a long well, legacy be with like that. A hard rap. Yeah, that's what it, you know, that's the point. It's like riders with original beats. Okay, okay. That's, that's how they describe it. You know, and they're like, you know, and they're, and they're like, we have a long legacy with shit like this. You know, and I can't remember the exact words, but basically he was like, if y'all don't like it, you can fucking hit the door right now. And then they fucking played Dumpin', and then they played fucking, uh, who got more hoes than us? They don't played that don't shit. Don't nobody. Yeah, and then they brought Boondocks out, and they played Duck the Fuck Down. They did outline in shock with everybody. Well, yeah, it was later. Okay, sorry. Um, a lot of talk. So they did the fucking. They basically did. They did the new triple threat. They did a fucking rider set, and then they were like, "But our legacy's way much more than that." You know what I'm saying? 
and uh, you know, again, they, they, went on, they talked a little bit about it. Like, are y'all gonna do? Y'all, y'all gonna down with us with this? Blah blah blah. So blah. when they said that, and you they, automatically thought, dude, I was fucking a, crying here like here a little a girl, load, dog. Do a lotus yeah. track. And they fucking and did Lotus, man. Just pouring. Yeah, they did. Oh, they fucking did like three Lotus tracks, I think. Yeah. They did, you know, I cut the head off the devil, then I throw it at you, and then uh, they played family. They did pass the axe, and then they did fucking juggalo family. Uh-huh. Fucking talk oh about God. just bro! It was the gathering. Like it's insane. There's literally, I mean, we've all been in the gathering. We've all watched Lotus, and you've turned around and seen it was everybody. Two thirds of Lotus. Everybody with their Three fucking thirds. DLs Three in the fifths. fucking air, just screaming Lotus, and yeah. everything. I know. Silent. I watched the live feeds. Yeah, that's it. Was it was, it was the that. gathering? Dude. It was like, that. I'm, I'm getting chills just talking I, about I, it. Like I it just was, got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it was that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get that feeling at the gathering this year. I'll tell you what, man. There not was one a, time. There was some magic you know what I mean? and like, a family love in the air that I have not felt in, for many years yeah. in, in, amongst the family. It was you know? so sick. Oh, and my bad. I fucking totally skipped something. Uh, in the middle of the triple threat stuff, they did. I think they did the dumping. I don't remember what part it was. They stopped the set, and they're like, I'm tired. Let's take a break. <laughs> Y'all want to see the new fucking M&E artist? And Lars came out. Bizarre and King Gordy. And they did their new single, like, Throwing Elbow or something like that. Throwing Elmo? Elbow. Or throwing Elbow. Something elbows. like that. Or give him an elbow. I could be completely wrong. Something about an elbow. Gotcha. But it was like a fucking crunk track, essentially. Gordy and Bizarre. Yeah, and they were just pushing each other. And it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just two fat guys pushing each other. That's awesome. Yeah, and, then they, and then they, you know, they, were, you know, they talked, and it was fucking dope. Everybody's fucking crying and lotusing, and then they brought the whole fucking Lotus crew in. out, and they just stood in a fucking line like a goddamn magic army, and then they did fucking outline of chalk, and it was fucking ridiculous. Nice. And then Lars came back out there and started pushing Gmo, and it was funny again. <laughs> well, two fat, two giant fat guys pushing a little not fat guy, little tiny skinny man. It was super dope, man. One eye, you got some big news? Yes, fucking um. It's going to announce in the AM, in the morning, Fago Lovers and Scrub Care Unit. I just got a fucking message from regarding the Hurricane Harvey in Texas. Um, Fago Lovers and Scrub Care Unit are going to be doing a week-long fundraising drive to help the Hurricane Harvey relief. Half goes to Red Cross, other half goes to directly to community relief, water, school supplies, etc. Fago Lovers is going to drop the news in the morning. Any help can be sent via PayPal to the scrubcare at yahoo.com. Well, it's the, the, you know what's going on in fucking Texas with the fucking hurricane and everybody fucking flooding out and shit. Obviously, you know about that shit. Right? Well, Texas is all kinds of fucking flooded. Fago Lovers and Scrub Care Unit are doing a fundraising, doing a fundraising thing event for uh the relief fund and all that shit going on down there in texas yeah, and, all i said and, was and that's big news that i mean well that that's pretty big it doesn't get announced till the fucking morning oh, I, I, uh, I did, I did not and then say enough shout out to fucking fago lovers and so scrub care unit to fucking sending people down there and sending money down there to help with the relief of all the fucking Traumatic shit going on down you there. You know that they're supposed to get like two foot of rain, but then they now they're supposed to get more than that, and they said they're supposed to get more rain, and it's I forgot what little small river they said, but they're supposed to get more rain than what's in the small fucking river, so they're definitely going to get pounded with more rain. Right. So shout out to Fago lovers and Scrub Care Unit. Fucking, if you would like to donate to help out with any of that, that their PayPal is scrubcare at yahoo.com. 
Fucking, uh... Fago Lovers is going to announce that shit in the morning. Yeah? So we announced it before then? I was given the go-ahead from Scrub Care Unit to do that, yes. Sweet. So you heard it first. You heard right it here first. on Replicon Radio. <laughs> Fago Scott Lovers. Scott hates me. Fago Lovers. Why? Well, this, you might have done something bad at Attack of the Ninjas. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Oh, oh. He hates you from the gathering still? He was at Carnival of Cards. I guess, yeah. But anyway. Oh, Adam. Fago Adam Lovers. Fago Lovers Scrub Care Unit. Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund is being announced in the morning. You Why does that send, sound like a fucking water park to me? You can, you can send donations to... Come on down to Hurricane Harvey! Yahoo.com. Sorry. They're, they got... Scotty, live, Scotty lives down there, so obviously he's he deeply involved. Um, and shout out to Bob Adams and John Shaw from Scrub Care Unit for sending St. Louis people and other people from all over the place and sending money and relief funds down there to them. You'll be selling it here shortly. Never. So definitely, shout out Scrub Care Unit. Check them out on Facebook. Ever. Yeah. Donate. Magic Ninja was sharing out a bunch of links, too, for like Red Cross and stuff to share. For the Texas stuff as well? Yeah. Good so shit. Why does Scotty hate you? I don't know, man. Probably from the gathering still. And because I emailed him twice. Tell that hooker to call him. Told him to put the show up. And I assure you, you do not have to email me twice. Well, I assure you, you still didn't put the post up, Scotty. (laughs) I already had one. Um, But yeah, man. Fucking Attack of the Ninjas was fucking amazing. Like Tony said, fucking family love all day. Gmo sharing your pictures out. Yeah, Gmo, Young Young Wicked Wicked sharing your pictures out. Yeah, shout out to both of them, man. They, they know what's George. up with the uh, Replicon <laughs> underscore radio on the Instagram yeah, and, and the Replicon radio show. Most of them have all been on the show. And then after all that fucking amaziness, there was a fucking after party. And the one less G? Which, yeah, the Mexican Thuggalo guy played scum played. What's up with him? Was he good? No fucking idea. No idea. <laughs> I what's his I, name? Dynasty, the Mexican Thuggalo? Something like that, yeah. I fucking missed the after party. I got, I was, man, I was so dead. I, I fucking walked out. Because you got fucking beer, Harry Carey wasted, didn't they you? They fucking, they made everybody go outside and go around the building for the the, the, uh, the after party. And I, we parked right across the street from the, the op, from the venue. I was like, yeah. walked right across the street. And I sat down and was I realized, a wait a minute, there's still a, what? Big venue? Yeah, I mean, all three, you know, stages. Were yeah. It's called I, the complex. It was all indoors, yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it a complex. I mean, if I were to name that place, but yeah. I mean, well, that's it, what it was called, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, had, it held yeah. a decent amount of people. Nice. But I mean, yeah, no, I fucking sat down in the car and I looked across the street over my shoulder. I was like, yeah, there's absolutely no fucking way I'm making it back across the street. I'm going to sleep here. <laughs> yeah. So I slept in the fucking car. For, yeah, Scum for played, one less G. Axe Murder Boys played, and then Blaze did one less G in the hood. And it was super dope, because I know you guys know. Uh, fucking his hype man, Clarence. It always comes out with his face covered and yeah. nobody knows who he is. Who's hype but man? everybody knows Blaze. Clarence. Oh, I know who Blaze is. Well, everybody knows who is. he is, but it, Clarence, it's Clarence. Is, his, is his rap name. Yeah, well, at the One Less G show, he came out as fucking Dustin. No shit. Yeah, and it was fucking, I was like, fuck, I was so excited. Because I was like, <laughs> he awesome. didn't have his face covered, he just had sunglasses his on. His hair was out and everything? Yeah, I mean, he had a hat Nice, yeah, he revealed like, himself to be a trickster. Yeah. Yeah, fucking like, trickster. Fuck yeah, man. Big Vin Dustin, the fucking trickery master. I kept trying to get fucking good pictures of him, man. He's, he a, he's, a, he's a tricky Twisted ninja. He came that, up and they did fucking every track. And it Big was Vin Dustin's a tricky ninja, that guy. Yeah. Dustin's the shit, man. I love Dustin. That's the shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> we all knew it was Francis him. Peter. I don't know why, but. We all knew it was him. What about Big Vin's Peter? He likes to call me Francis Peter. Francis <laughs> hey, Peter? Francis Peter. Francis Peter. <laughs> 
He's a homie, though, man. Yeah, but it was the fucking shit, dude. That's the shit. That's yeah. awesome. I'm excited for next year now. Yeah. So we're flying to together to go straight to the second edition. Might. might have to. If they have it on the same day. Psychopathic posted for the second week. Yeah, they postponed, postponed the show again. second week in a row. The yeah. Juggalo March news that was supposed to come tonight that we would have been able to talk to, talk about. Yeah, because I was going to tune in. But they in. postponed it again until day after tomorrow. Yeah, because I was going to listen to it while they were That would be Wednesday. It. Yeah, yeah. day after tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday. So we don't get, won't get to talk about whether it's happening or not the happening or what's going on with it. it. I don't. I, don't, I doubt it. I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to believe that it's they being canceled. canceled. So I'm not taking not at this point. Like they, they, they could never come back from that. No, no. no. Especially right with all the corner. media, the fucking with the other a, a the year's Trump worth shit of promo. On. That's what three weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a few weeks out. But I remember before they said they had this campground everybody could stay at or whatever. So I think well, they're just trying to get fucking. They're just gonna have a fucking stage set up at this campground. It's gonna be like. They're Some not gonna small play ass fucking play at the march one day gathering at the campground. Yeah, they were never gonna play at the march. It they was should've. always gonna be at a venue. Fuck that! They should right. Yeah, they were shop. never performing at the march. The concerts were a separate event from the march, which is what they said from the original. That's exactly, exactly what he just said. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I believe we. But that's that. what they should do. They should set up shop during the march and just fucking play fucking look right there down Washington. That'd be dope. Just have the march go past them as they're spraying everybody. Yeah, how are bagel. they going to march if they're performing on a stage motionless? Or not motionless, but not moving down the march? They could, they, could, they could march. And put, the guy, put the stage on a float. Put the stage on a Mardi Gras float? Yeah, put the stage on a float. Well, yeah, it'll be like gonna, the fucking uh, Let's Go All The Way video. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I that, know I know. Well, some, some of you people are like simple-minded around here, so let me explain what this. Mean, you people? While, while they're marching, they could be setting up a stage where they're going to be marching at. And after the march, after they've already walked past that point, they can come back to that point and do all their shows. I don't think yeah, they, they want us to have a concert in the middle yeah, of the street. Yeah, I'm sure wanna. they wouldn't. Well, but it's, right. it's, it's right all there at the National Mall anyway. in Washington, D.C. No, the, the there's, there's a time allotment there. Yeah, the original plan is they, yeah, they, it's do like the march. Hours. they do the march at the end of the, I think it's like a mile and a half or something like that, whatever right. it is, march. There is a stage. And it's they're gonna it's gonna be speakers. People like ICP is gonna talk. Scott AD is gonna talk. Like Other people who about how we're not a gang yet. and blah blah yeah. blah whatever. And then after all that, because that's what everyone's supposed to behave essentially. You know what I mean? Hopefully. They need the juggalos to be good. Hopefully, yeah, be good juggalos. And then as soon as that's done, let's go party. And not in front of the fucking White House. You know, it was supposed to be in an amphitheater. Now it's probably gonna be at some little bitty campground with like a it's a stage we could probably rent ourselves. Like but. the one they had at the main stage together? <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not that big. Not that big? Probably not that big. Probably like the one that we've seen torn down? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was by the merch booth? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Under- but I heard Carnival Carnage went great. I heard it was too. I heard they, they uh, Inner City Posse and Slice EP were great. I watched. I know they skipped. They, they did. They skipped two songs. They skipped the track with Isham, and they skipped Kid Rock. The, yeah. Is that you with Kid Rock? Because yeah. those two is people obviously weren't they there. Skipped it. <coughs> I don't know why they skipped it. Just skipped them. Like, just it was pretty played. badass. I mean, I yeah, Juggalo Day. They they badass. they skipped the old dirty song completely, but they did. No, they did old dirty. Or they did the old dirty. They skipped the Shaggy show. Yeah, they skipped Shaggy show. Fucking Echo Side. Yeah, that I would not agree with them skipping Echo Side. I can kind of understand Shaggy show, but the fucking Echo Side, really, really, no. The Shaggy show was the you know it was the one Snoop Dogg. They could have played his lyrics. You're right. It's one verse. 
Right, they, yeah. Uh, 30 seconds here. Let's play They that. did fucking homies just fine without fucking twisting. You know God what I'm saying? Damn like, it. They just cut the verse. You know what I mean? Why? They did the whole race just fine without twisting. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, Shaggy did anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Jay knew the lyrics. Apparently, it went great, man. It looked dope. Mm. I, would, I mean, I, I would have liked to have been there, man. I'm fucking, I heard Trey Pounds killed it. I, People I on I Facebook like, well. I want Trey Pounds to be a member of ICP. Trey Pounds is a homie, so shout out to him, man. I would have loved to watch him do that shit. As long as Texas is up and running by the time we're supposed to go uh, October 12th, hopefully I can make it down there and watch that great Malenko show. No, that's not the Carnival Carnage show. No. The once-in-a-lifetime Carnival Carnage show with inner-city posse paintless opening. Yeah. But if that one does get canceled, I'm going to a different one. I just don't know which one. And if they got the dog beats, ICP. ICP. They got the dog beats. What? We got Minnesota on the show tonight. We got Flagrant on the show tonight. Fuck yeah. Native World's own. Native World's own Flagrant If you guys got music. questions or anything, hit us up in the chat. Send us a tweet at Replicon underscore radio. Whatever Minnesota. you want, man. Check out ReplicanRadio.com. Get in the chat room. Tell us what's going on. You got any questions? Whatever it is, you want to know what's up with the mystery you. disc? We want to hear from you. I don't know. Let us know what we're doing. Yeah, tell us. We don't know. Let's know. Half of us just drove twenty five fucking hours. You guys say that. Fuck. You guys say that. You want to. You want everybody to tell you how everything's going. But as soon as I start telling you what the fuck we need to fix, oh my god, here we are fighting again. No, we want the listeners' opinion. Yeah. Well. And they, they probably don't want to comment because I already did and hear you guys fucking start yelling and screaming and crying. That's my favorite part of the show is every time I yell, scream, and cry. Yeah. Mm. It's I, a big I, part of the show. It is kind of funny. Every time I go back, I'm like, look, at, listen to me yelling and screaming and crying. Oh, that was a good time. That was, good. That was, that was a good time. <laughs> I enjoy that. Man, can we do that again next week? Mm-hmm. Man, it that happens every week. It's a good time. You know what else happens every week? What? We hit him with a mix. Oh, we're going to We're talking. Okay, keep talking. I don't want him. Oh, God, look at him. Oh, what a very serious. There you go. Is this is this the the, the, the crying group. part or the screaming part? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go fuck your mom out in the back. Part. My mom's a wonderful lady. How dare you? I know she is. She makes me a sandwich every time I fuck her. Oh, oh, what man. kind well, of It's probably Ooh. a shitty sandwich. She's not a very good cook. Oh. Uh, yeah. your, mom, your mom's sandwiches aren't as good as, as my mom's sandwiches. As long as you're making sandwich? her happy, I don't care. You know, whatever. You're saying your mom's sandwiches aren't as good as my mom's sandwiches? Well, yeah. Uh, Bologna mushroom cheese. they came cheese. in a fucking box that you could just put on a pan, put it in the oven, and yeah. What? No, I yeah, gotta disagree. Damn, I gotta just, disagree with that. Rue is just saying he's just dicking them all down. Rue's just dicking all our moms down. Yeah, he's dicking. He, yeah, Replicon Radio.
show your area, so your area The center of your darkness, daring ya, scaring ya Causing mass hysteria Bite you deep like a pit bull terrier Deadly like malaria Most evil, level 23, breaking all barriers You bitches trip, I'll carry ya Out to the cemetery, and then carry ya Your heartbeat's racing, back and forth, you're pacing I'm just like chasing, you run, I'm chasing Erasing your existence I'll catch ya, I'll find ya, no matter the distance Persistence to kill, no lie, no lie Sing along now to my scary lullaby Cross my heart, hope you die
He's roaming the streets at night looking for ways to die. Should you encounter him, the undead, the dead ass zombie, do yourself a favor and get the fuck out. Oh, 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 oh,
fuck it. If you're looking for me, find me in the net. I got nothing when I fight. I wanna take your fucking life and end it right on sight. When I strike, if you bump, then I bite. Black cop for the cops, pop a six shot clock. Then I trot to the rocks with me on blood clock. Red dot by the drop when I cock. Then I saw no tune, no plot. Throw them off for the yacht and dock with the side of the skull hanging in the fucking river. Oh. Super suicide six 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 fifty nine so cynical. Radio. Yo, 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 yo. We had a little bit of... A little hiccup. A little, little technical difficulties If you guys caught there. that in the little mix, we had a tiny hiccup that we had to take care of on, on site. We did, we did. But it's a good hiccup, though. It's a good hiccup. But we're back, and we're here. We are live and, with... Uh, just hang on a second, okay? You Got hold you. your fucking tongue. Got you. Every week. Every week with you. Got you. You just, like, can't, you can't wait. Got you. Sometimes you gotta let the listeners marinate a little bit. Like, what's Ooh, going on? What is happening? What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> they can hear so something's, going, something's on. going on. Something's going on. Something's going on. But yeah, I mean, we do have a uh, a very special guest on the line. Minnesota side. What's up, brother? You there? Detroit. Hey, what up, Little Cow? What's good? Yo, what's cracking, brother? Yo, what up? What's poppin'? How y'all doing in St. Louis? <coughs> we're good, man. We're good. Half of us are tired as hell because we were in a car for 25 hours from Attack of the Ninjas. But tired. But, but the rest of it. us are good. It was worth it, though, right? Great show. Fuck yeah. That a was thousand, amazing. A million percent, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Was, How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, homie. Um, just, uh... I'm working on a lot of things, man. Dropping a lot of free music because I just uh, finished up my new album, Kamikaze. Um, Kamikaze is going to come out next year. It's an incredible record, man. I spent a, a meticulous amount of time crafting this record, man. It's got guest appearances from Esham, the Dayton family, McNasty, Danny Drive-By. It's dudes from the underground that are just phenomenally fucking out quote named D-U-R-T-E. Uh, my boy Street Legal Man, but yeah, you know, I don't know if you're familiar. You remember Simpkin Heights? Yes, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a hold of my dude Cap One from Simpkin, and I did a song with him. And uh, um, bringing people, bringing people out of retirement, huh? Are you there? You know, I, I can. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I kind of, yeah, I've been quiet for a while, man. After I dropped the Pyrex album, 
like, uh, I just don't want to do it no more. I was fucking out. And then um, my boy McNasty started calling me all the time, man. And what he was doing is he, he would start spitting raps to me over the phone. Oh, shit that he was working on. And it just started to light a flare under my ass again, man. Like, oh, damn, he sounds so good. I can't wait to get, I got to get back to doing music. You know what I mean? And so I just started reaching out to people. Man, I called Eastern and uh, I started talking with Nasty about putting this record together. And uh, he gave me a thumbs up. He gave me your support. And so I just, I just wanted it to be a phenomenal comeback record. You know what I mean? So I worked really hard on it, bro. Fuck yeah, man. That's exciting. You got any, I mean, I mean, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, and I know you guys, you just put out that mystery disc at the gathering, which was fucking, everybody was talking about that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We just, shit is we, hard. we just dropped the mystery disc. Um, I'm pretty sure the whole underground's about tired of hearing about it now, by now. <laughs> but, but for those who don't know, the mystery disc was exactly that, man. It's, uh, 80 some minutes of music that came without a track list. It, it was all about, we wanted to take it back to the old school days, man, of an actual compact disc. Not really old school, but we just wanted people to pop something in and listen to it from start to finish, and keep their attention the whole way, and just have mad, mad amounts of flavor to bump. We had Esham on it, we had Blaze Your Dead Homie on it, Menace, myself, McNasty, we put it out. We had Struggle Jennings on it. Um, uh, uh, some other kids from on the ground, my dude, uh, likewise. You know, she excels on it, man. Just a phenomenal lineup of talent, man. And we just boom our A game with a bunch of bomb ass shit. And we gave them away for free, man. We pressed about a thousand of them, pro pressed them. It came with a sick ass booklet. The booklet had crossword puzzles in it, all types of cryptograms and shit. Where if you figure them out, you can, you know, go to certain websites and download extra content for free also. Right. The whole idea basically, man, is we just want to see the underground get excited about music again. We don't want it to be about. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, we're just going to try to see incredibly dope artwork, man, these incredible covers, and then when you put the album in, it sounds like shit. You know what I mean? Mm, it it sure. became so much of a, a marketing ploy anymore, man, that people forgot how to make good music and get these fans interested in fun shit, fun times again, to really give them an experience. And that's why we wanted to come back and really bring it. You know what I mean? Right. Awesome. That album. That album is... You can't just put that in and skip it through and through because there's the way it was edited, you know, the, the, you don't know who's coming up on what track and, you know, the way it was edited together, it was kind of, it was, it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's, you gotta, you gotta listen to it through to see, to hear certain things that are on it. You can't just skip to certain things. That's the whole idea, man. Like basically that was right. It was more or less our statement that, yo, this is how every album should sound. Do not spend your money on bullshit. If you're going to spend 10 to 15 to $20 on a CD or an album, it ought to be worth every penny. You ought to be able to play it from start to finish without skipping through this shit and being like, yo, this is like 90% lax filler. You know, that was our statement that, yo, not only should it be an experience and should it be fun again, but it should also just be incredible fucking music, you know? Absolutely. Fuck yeah, man. So I want to... So a lot of people that may not know you or don't know a lot about you, I kind of want to go back uh, to uh, 15-year-old Sean slinging, slinging cassette tapes. Like, how did everything get started for you? Like, you know, what got you oh, into bro. music and everything? Dude, I, dude, I think I... Man, hey, um, 
I think I came out my mama's pussy turning her drums or something, bro. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've been playing music. I mean, when I was a kid growing diapers, my mama told me later that I used to beat on a pot some pans and shit with spoons and the drums and shit, bro. I was always into music, man. I was just born to do music and like, um, yeah, I'd say right around 15, man, I was already, I was the only dude I knew anywhere out there that was, uh, had his own cassette out and shit, was in high school slinging cassette tapes and, you know, um, slinging them on the block and shit, man, and kind of desperately figure out how to get my album into the store back then, you know? I mean, I did, it was just one baby step at a time until I started taking Monster League, you know? Technical issue. So you're, you know, you started doing that when you're 15. Uh, you know, you got uh, started doing shit, and then I guess what was it, 2001? You did the In My World EP. I gained a lot yeah. of attention for you. Got you in yeah. the news and all kinds of shit. Like, how did all that come about? Um, 2001, man. I actually, um, I mean, as far as the underground goes, man. Like back in Michigan, I was one of the few dudes that were actually the pro plus, plus CD out at the time because everybody was kind of still doing cassettes either that or like CDRs were just starting to become popular or dudes were doing short runs but we ordered just like a thousand right off the grid because I made an EP and um suddenly one day the news called man they said yo we want to put you on we like they really love this song I called I did called Hey Homie and we started playing the radio and I didn't even know it but the radio had already been playing it. I didn't even know about it. And the news had to tell me that the radio was playing it. And um, they said they, they wanted to come out to the studio and film me. So, like, they showed up with a, a news crew, cameras, like the biggest reporters out here and all that shit in, in a, or back in Michigan. And they ran a, a newscast, man. And I, I don't know, man, I guess just, like, we drove back from the studio and back into town where I was living, man. And people were just, like, cheering. They were so hyped about it. And... Finally, some of the local stores started coming up to me and, and begging me to put my shit in the stores. And um, the Associated Press come out. They wrote an article on me and blasted across the national newswire. Um, I started getting on syndicated radio. Man, it just this was back in the day when this shit was huge, man. Like, today, radio is nothing. Like, anybody can kind of sit up, you know, get on their own, you know, get their shit played on the internet radio. But back in the day, it was impossible, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. You didn't have a new... If you didn't have a name, they wasn't playing you. But these, they just fell in love with me. Like I was this local guy that they just fell in love with. Man, I, I just told these stories through my music that just touched so many people back then. They kept telling me. And so after that, um, long story short, I, I, met, I did a lot of shows and stuff like that. Met up with McNasty some around 2003. I put out the Knuckle Up LP. Um, I started making some some bigger waves across the underground. Uh, 2005. I put out the Drugs LP after I went to Detroit and worked with Proof of D12. Got to meet Eminem, all those people. Um, that shit started popping off big. And then finally, my first national album was Street Symphony in 2007. It was nationwide um, through Cocked and Orphan. And um, basically, man, I, I don't know, man. It just kind of... I don't know, man. I just started out doing it for the love of the music, man. And people just started coming to me everywhere, wanting some piece of it, wanting some attention, wanting to bring some attention to it everywhere I went. They were just so attracted to the music, like, from day one, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a huge release. It came with, like, a two-hour documentary, and you had 
in St. Paul with oh, yeah. and Dayton family and Cypress Hill. I mean, that's that's huge, yeah, especially yeah. at the time period. Oh, yeah, man. It was Cypress Hill. That was a big thing at the time because, like, um, the underground was going nuts. Like, no way. You got Cypress Hill on the record. And, like, these rumors were circulating. Like, yo, he... He, he paid Cypress Hill and anybody that paid Cypress Hill could get on the but I didn't pay him bro they did it out of love for me dude and they did it um you know my I don't know if you know this but my dude Proof had worked with Cypress Hill too back in the day and so we, we me and Be Real had this mutual connection with the fact that um we both worked with Proof and he's like yo let's you know I hit him up and he's like yo let's do it and Let's do this dope-ass remix of the song that you did with Proof, and let's do it as a tribute to him, and let's rock it the fuck out. And I had my dude, Sinistry, do a heavy metal remix to it. He played the drums, the guitar, the bass, everything on it, and we just killed it, man. No money exchanged hands. Be Real just did it out of love and respect, man, so start up the second sale. You know? Yeah, that's fucking dope as hell. Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you about that with the drugs, uh, the drugs track with Proof. Like, how did that come about? Like, how did you end up meeting him and... I mean, that's just a fucking... That's dope for anybody. To, I mean, even till this day, Eminem is still legendary. So anybody that's sitting yeah. in a studio with oh, him, yeah. I'm sure has a story to tell. You know what I mean? Brother, I'll tell you secrets, man. Like, it's not really a secret. It's just that when I meet with people, um, I recognize good people, real people. And, and real people recognize me, you know? People just tend to... Um, and I'm not trying to play some privileged guy or nothing, but... I'm just being honest, like, people just tend to, who usually charge money for insane amounts of money for collaborations and shit, not all of them, but a lot of them just tend to end up saying, like, yo, fuck it, let's make music, you know, because we end up clicking so good. That dude Proof at the time, man, you couldn't get that dude in the studio for less than 2500 to maybe, like, three grand, depending on who you were, what your budget was, and what it was going to end up on. And, um... I went out there, to, I went out to Detroit, met up with him, and man, if I told you what I gave that man in his hand, you, it, it would flip your way, because it was peanuts, it was nothing. And, and I got there, and he gave me a Corona, he gave me a swish of sweet, and he's like taking care of me like I was family, introducing me to D12, introduced me to Eminem, you know, Bizarre, King Gordy, I mean, just fucking the who's who of fucking Detroit hip-hop, and just like, yo, this is my dude, man, so we just met, you know, and like, we clicked, and like, he was like, showing me around to people, and treating me like family, yo, he just know, he just knew I was a good dude, and I knew the opposite to be true, you know? Oh, yeah. But yo, this is at the, this is at a time when, you know, him and Isham were beefing, him and, um, Ja Rule were beefing, him and Ja were beefing, they just signed fifth, and all that type of shit, you know, and they were going at Ja Rule. So I got to, like, hear all those early diss tracks before they got put out while I was down there. It was just the first time, bro. It was a really good time to be in Detroit down there in uh, Thick Notes back in the day. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. So 2007, you released the uh, the Street Symphony. You know, obviously that was a big release for you. I mean, what, what happened after that? Well, like, um... I don't know, man. I just started to get into this thing where, like, um, I just started hearing, like, um, it was it was far removed from the early days, man, where people just would go nuts about my songs. They were just talking about, yo, that song you did here, homie, is so real. It touched me. I mean, girls would come up to me. It was just crazy, man, that the girls would come up and say, women and girls would say, yo, that song really touched my heart. Like, yeah, 
I was molested as a kid and this song touched my, I mean, just the stories people had for me and they would just cry when they met me and like, like they knew me their, their whole life. It just, when it, to get back to your question, like it was, Street Symphony was like way different from that time because I started doing songs for bigger people and it got to a point where that's like, that's what people were talking about all the time. Like, yo, Menacide did a song with Cypress Hill. Menacide did a song with Dayton Family. And it was like, yo, but, you know, I'm still Menacide. That's all good and everything. But, yo, I still make good music. It's not about Cypress Hill and it's not about Dayton Family. And so I got back in the studio and I made the Pyrex. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to have one guest appearance on this record. I want to make a statement that, yo, I'm Menacide. Those people are incredible, but they do not make Menacide. You know what I mean? But then I ended up, you know, um, I ended up getting my boy Q Strange on there anyway, and then I did a song with Crooked Eye from Shady Records, Slaughterhouse, because I just, I just, the opportunity, McNasty hooked it up, and I just, I had the perfect track for him and did it. But other than that, the Pyrex is really one of my favorite personal records in a long time. That's what's up. So then, I mean, after that, you just, you know, you're going through the disconnect and you just decided to. So take a break for a while and just do something Yeah, I was just well. looking. Yo, I was just going to, I just retired. Like, you know, I just started looking at the underground. I seen, it wasn't the dude, man, I, I've never been really hated on by like a, like the fans or nothing like that. But it just seemed like, man, there was just no unity with the artist anymore. And I helped create a lot of that unity, bro. I'm telling you, man, when I came to Horrorcore and the Wicked Shit Underground, I started what is known as the Unity. And anybody that knows me in his old school will tell you that. Like, I really was all about seeing, seeing, seeing. I hype your shit, you hype mine. You know what I mean? Nowadays, it's all about, you know, check my album out, check this out, come to my show, and fuck that guy over there. You know, to me, like me, I'm not about that, yo. Like, I'm like, yo, check me out. But, yo, my homies over here, they make great music, too, so check out McNasty. Check out Dirty, check out Simkin Heights, my dudes in the Dayton. You know what I mean? It just, I, the unity sure. was gone, bro. And so I said, fuck it, I'm out. And I just quit. I started doing photography. I wrote a children's book and got a children's book published. And like I said, I started talking with McNasty once I moved out to Arizona. And like, he just started rapping to me, bro. And I was like, ah, oh, man, it's my bro, man. I got to do it again. I got to give it another run, you know? What's up? So I mean, I, I, before you before we get uh, to that, tell me a little more about the the book. What do you dream? Uh, and that yeah. was written by you, and it was illustrated by Crossworm, right? Yeah. Um, I wrote the book basically. Um, one night, man. Um, I don't know if it's gonna sound cornball or not. I really don't give too much of a fuck. But one night, my kids were sleeping, and like I was sitting there writing in the journal, and um. I got to thinking, like, yo, what do little babies dream about? You know what I mean? Like, I can't even remember. I remember a few dreams in childhood, but what do little babies dream about, man? It must be, like, the most incredible shit because adults have all these wild nightmares. We got the stress and this, uh, the 9 to 5 and the daily grind and shit, but they're so innocent and untouched by all that shit. And I wrote this poem, you know, guesstimating and fantasizing about what beautiful things my kids might be dreaming about. And then transformed it into this book. The Duke Crossworm did all the illustrations for it, man. He did an incredible job. He's so talented, man. He does beautiful work. And um, basically what I did is I went through uh, Create Space and just kind of put it out on my own. And sold a few copies of it. And then some um, 
Zebra Grinko, some place with a similar title like that. Um, it's Grinko. Yeah, Grinko. Um, they hit me up and they offered to put it out in hardback, so that's still kind of in the works right now, but it's going to come out in hard, hard copy. This just basically, man, me putting like simple rhyme skills to use, like on a baby level, to just write something magical and from the heart for the kids, man. Like, um, people are so used to me being this um, dude that writes all this hardcore music and stuff, but like, I love children, man, and I love people, you know. I love mamas, I got a lot of respect for mothers, man. So, um, yeah, it should, I, I would say, man, I don't really know. It's still kind of a whole process with the publisher, but. I'll know more soon, probably within the next few months, about when it'll be out. That's awesome, though. Either way, for sure. That's uh, it's definitely Thank a different you. a different side of you, and you know, just a cool yeah. thing to do in general, for sure. So you take I your break, that, yeah, for sure, man. Um, you know, I know, you know, Whitney Payton has a gra- a Grammy for being on a children's album doing spoken word. So well, I know that you know, it's just I did it from. I did it for the love from the heart, and I know that's why Crossworm did it too. Because he, he's so talented. Nobody could have done a better job putting my words into images the way he did. Because uh, I'm not a, a drawing artist, you know what I mean? Like that type of artist. Yeah. Like the people, people I know can draw are people like him and then like McNasty. That guy's phenomenal. McNasty and like um, Eight Legs and people like that. But he, he did a really good job, man. And like, uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's just different. I thought I was a little embarrassed about it at first when I started coming back to music. I'm like, what if they, what if these people find out, like, yo, Sean Menaside wrote a children's book. They're gonna start clowning me, and I was like, you know what? Fuck them, man. I'm a daddy. I got kids. If they don't like it, they they know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's super dope, man. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Can't always be fucking horror and wicked. You know, you gotta take yeah. care of your family yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? No doubt. We're still real people. <laughs> yeah, so. that's what it is. Man. You know, it's it's really just about, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm the first rapper to ever write a children's book. I mean, not that that's some major accomplishment. I just always wondered why. I mean, these dudes from the, the streets and even from the suburbs, man, like they have so many incredible stories. Why don't they branch out and try some other creative endeavors sometime? You know yeah. what I mean? They could tell us that like, I bet some of the stories are incredible, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Some, some, some I always wanted to do, and I just kind of did, you know. Oh yeah, no, that's awesome. So you, you take your break. You're just doing, you know, being a family man, being dad, and you got McNasty yeah. calling you all the time in your ear. So what was it that finally decided? All right, let's do it. Um, I think first it was just the way he kept calling me up rapping. He he wasn't even trying to like. He wasn't shoving me, saying, yo, uh, come on, make music, make music. And I, I just kind of got the feeling from him, like, he just started getting me amped up about music again. And I started remembering why I did it to begin with. And then I started remembering why I left. And, and he was the only guy that could ever get me to do it again. And, and finally, I, I got his blessing, and that was important to me. I started making... I started recording, man. I got a minute. When I came back, I was real dusty, and like I started making some uh, some shitty music at first. Like I was really struggling with it to to try and find a sound again. And then all of a sudden, I tapped into the gold mine of fucking phenomenal music that just sounds so great together. 
I recorded somewhere around 100 tracks and trimmed it down to like 15 and two bonus tracks for Karmikaze that'll be out next year. And all the rest are just kind of vaulted. Some of it I'm handing out for free online and that type of thing. But I'm a perfectionist, man. I'm just going to put out everything I record. You know, I, I want it to be something that people listen to for a long time to come, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. So you guys, so you just to say you did the mystery disc, just kind of get your name back out there and hype it all back up and let people know you're, uh, you're yeah, kind of to, kind of to, um, you know, just that too, and just kind of to get the underground thinking, man, you know, what could be on this disc, and trying to trying to get them excited about music again, man, because it just got so stale. Everybody, I looked online before anybody knew I, I'd made a decision to come back, and I was just kind of lurking privately. And everybody's still dropping free mixtapes and download this and download my shit. And it's like, you motherfuckers, man, where's the innovation? And I'm like, you motherfuckers, you all, some of these dudes make the most incredible music in the underground, but they just don't know how to package it up and sell it. They don't know how to, they don't know how to present it and stand out from everybody else that's doing the same thing. And I knew that if we put this mystery disc out the way and me and Chris planned it, me and McNasty, we grabbed their attention. But who's, because who's going to give a, uh, you know, pass up a free CD without, like, Menacide, McMasty, Esham, Struggle Jennings, Blazing Dead Homie, and all these people on it. I mean, nobody. You know what I mean? I mean, and so we just decided that this year's gathering, where McMasty performed, he handed out, like, somewhere around 900, man, or something like, something close to that, 800 or 900. We held a few back. We kept some specific. Um, just to sign and so that it, we could bundle them with t-shirts and give them to some fans that you know wanted to buy a package because I actually hadn't signed nothing in years man and it was a chance to have something signed by both of us and something to hang on to and collect because they're pretty much gone now you know oh yeah yeah it definitely went over real well everybody was talking about it I know that uh, one I hear he, he's got one he fucking loves it he talks about it all the time yeah I fucking rocked the shit out of that album Hey, you're the shit, dude. That's why you do that one. I appreciate it, bro. Um, I love that shit. I'm going to let Freaky P borrow it because he needs to be bumping that shit. I'm going to let everybody here get that fucking copy so they can fucking bump it. Because everybody hey, needs to be bumping that shit. Dude. It's so dope and it's different and, and it flows very nicely. Man, you guys are incredible. That means so much. You know, you know what's incredible, too, man? Like, we live in such a consumeristic society, man, where. I found out who my, I mean, I found out who our fans were when this album dropped and we gave it out for free. Because you always had those motherfuckers that were like, yo, gimme, 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 I want my free shit, and then, then you had the real motherfuckers that come up and hit me and nasty up and said, you know what, I know for a fact you guys spent thousands putting this CD together. Right, the people I know that for searched fact you, you bent out, over the people that looked you down, your fucking down. Ass to make it happen. Thank you so much. We love you. We're so glad you're back. Thank you for doing that for me. And that that's that's all it is at the end of the day. That means everything to me. Right. Yeah, and, and the people that went out of their way to find you guys at the gathering to get a copy of that, you know, that was, yeah. that was the shit. I'm glad I got a copy. That's definitely a, a collector's... A, that's a collector's thing right there. You know, that's something that doesn't... That I look forward to having for a long time. Right, you know, it's um, it's a rare one, man. I got a few. I got some copies held back for myself. I'll probably pull them out maybe way down the road one day, and um, when everybody's forgot about them or some shit, and be like, "Yo, 
look what I found, you know, like in, and, and we'll throw them in with something down the road. But for now, they're pretty much gone. And we tried to, we tried to tell all the artists, man. I even tried to get like so many people in the underground to get on it. Like there's so many talented people, you know, we're like, yo, throw us 50 bucks and we'll put you on this album. And I will hype the shit out of you. I will make, you know, if your music is good, we'll put you down and, and, and I hit up all these people that are just so incredible and they just, they didn't want them to do it, man. They were just like, I think it was because it was my return. They were just watching to see, all right, this motherfucker's going to fail. He's old. He's washed up. He doesn't know what he's doing. Let's see what he does before I fuck with him again. And then they kind of missed the opportunity, man, because the little, little bitty homies who ain't even got fan bases, I ended up putting them on the fucking CD because they're the loyal motherfuckers that came to me out of respect and said, yo, I got $50, I got $75. I got a song I've been working on for two months. Would you please put it on there? You know what That's I mean? Shit. Those are the homies that ended up coming out. And there's like these guys that we just wanted to reach out to. And they, they just didn't want to do it, man. They had their own thing going on or something, you know? But it still turned out dope, man. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, everybody's super excited right, about Right, you've it. been gone a long... You've been gone quite a few years, you know? And, and it's a different time a, d- a different day and age from back in the horrorcore.com days and and the yeah. og the og uh, underground hustling and tringent days you know uh you was on oh, you mcnasty a whole bunch of people were on the old uh, underground hustling shit the og yeah OG we, hosted, shit. we hosted number eight and you know this is the thing like this is kind of the thing like when we come out we were telling these dudes like yo we're not trying to make money off this album we've spent thousands putting it together all we want to do is get like 50, 75 bucks from you and we'll promote the shit out of you and you'll get heard by our fans. All we want the money for is to help offset the cost of printing the disc. That's it. Right. We ain't making no money out of this, bro. We went in a hole over it just to make people happy. You know what I mean? Just to give love and free, free beautiful stuff to the underground. Gifts, man, you know? Absolutely. And like, that's why we did it, man. Just to, just to get us back out there, man. It's a good disc. That's the shit, bro. You guys real. murdered it all the way through. Hell yeah. So, so everybody knows you got the mystery disc out. Everybody knows you. Everybody, you know, knows you're back. You got Karmakazi coming out next year. Uh, what else is yeah. going on? I see you got you got some hat pins coming out. You're, you're getting back into the merch game. Like, what, what's 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 next for uh, Minnesota? Yo, this coming Friday, I got these um, incredibly sick looking little enamel pins, man. That nice. that are coming out Friday. Strong possibility that some hoodies are going to be coming out soon, and I never really did those before. My partner McNasty has done them, and um, but the fans have really been bugging me for years, and especially being from Michigan, the fans are always like, "Yo, if you if you made hoodies, you would make a lot of money." And I'm like, "Yo, I'll think about it." You know, and I just didn't want to mess with it. But finally, those will probably be coming out pretty soon. Very nice. um, my boy McNasty is working on a new album that is also going to be just as incredible. It's Kamikaze. He's a different artist, but it's going to be just for now. And he did this song with Struggle Jennings called Outlaw. That is the most phenomenal shit on the mystery disc. It's the last song in the disc, man. And that's just like a small taste of what his album is going to sound like. It's going to be called, his album is going to be called MC. MC? And it's kind of a play off the motorcycle club slash MC Master of Ceremonies rapper shit. He's got that whole alt. McNasty's always been an outlaw, man. That that dude just you've seen him, right? The dude with the big beard, man, that the yep, glasses, the muscle McNasty said. The dude's a rock star. Forget about it, man. With his dope ass fringe. 
Yeah, man, he's, he's the best. Dude. I want one of those he's macho Mc, those macho McNasty, macho man McNasty shirts. Damn, those were so fucking badass. Dude, everything he fucking comes out with is just innovative and dope, man. It, it makes people like me who have been doing this for years sit at and look, look like, why the fuck did I think it is? Right, I do like own this- a shirt that has his face on it. I got the, uh, it's the Bar Wars, Underground Hustling Bar Wars with Intrinsic McNasty and Jason Porter. I do own that yeah. shirt, and it has McNasty's face on the shirt. But that's the only yeah. McNasty shirt that I have. Right. Oh, this man has put out some classic-looking T-shirts over the years, and he did a play on the Wu-Tang symbol, turned it upside down on, like, the, the um, yeah. like how Method Man used to use it. Yep. And then put out this um, retro-themed Wu-Tang slash McNasty-looking shirt that was just so dope. It had this um, oriental writing on it that was dope. Man, everything he ever put together and put out was just fucking dope, dude. I mean, I've seen people from the beginning copy this guy. People all the way up to the majors copy him, and that's not a lie. I've been around, bro. Like, he was the first guy to ever make a GTA-themed album cover for my Drugs album. And then all of a sudden, everybody put a fucking mixtape out, copying off Grand Theft Audio. Uh, my bad, calling it Grand Theft Audio or whatever the fuck they call it, but Grand Theft Auto the game, and some of the majors even copied it, you know yeah, what I mean? But I he was the first shit. dude to do that. I remember that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, so when can we expect uh, Karmakaze to drop? I'm just, right now I'm just saying next year, that's all I'm saying. Like, I've got a, I've got an estimated time frame, but I'm just saying as for now, early next year. The reason being is because we just, McNasty and work closely together, and we have things that we announce as we go. We, we've already got pretty much everything lined up. We're strategists. We're kind of, we've got surprises in store. And then and that's just when we plan on releasing Kamikaze. And I'm not sure about MC, his album. I would, I would say sometime next year, too, possibly. Strong likelihood, but yo, that album I'm putting out is gonna. It's I guarantee you from start to finish, it, it's it's a banger, man. It, it's incredible album. I'm looking like even it. after I finished it, yo, like I said, I mean I cut Bizarre from D12 from the album because it didn't fit. I cut Bootleg from the Dayton family from the album because it didn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Not not that either of those artists are whack. They, they we made dope music together. I'm just saying I was extremely picky, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did a song with the Hex Murder Boys that didn't make the cut. And so, it's it's a great record, man. I'm really pr- I'll be really proud to present that as my best effort next year. But all those tracks that got cut will eventually come out on a Menaside project or projects down the line, yes? Yeah, it's, it's extremely possible, man. Like, um, I did an album back in the day called Special Reserve because I have shit loads of songs. There's nobody that... Look, man, uh, not that it ever mattered, but I'm probably, there's not too many people that's ever on this planet, maybe Tupac, that have recorded as many songs as me. It's they just don't all see doing, you know what I mean? They just don't. But it's a lot of I had put a album out called Special Reserve, which was like a bunch of vaulted material, stuff that didn't make albums before. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe like a Special Reserve 2, maybe it wouldn't be called that, but it'd be that, that kind of thing, like Lost Tapes. Like a That's forgotten shit. Crescent like collection, yeah. Yeah, like the best of the, the best of the stuff I haven't put out. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah, but that's all. It's all gonna see daylight at some point, man. I I got some phenomenal collaborations, man. I got songs that me and McNasty do that 
they were a trigger finger away from making my album that is they're so damn good that I want to use on something phenomenal in the future. You know what I mean? Right. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. So besides the album, sometimes next year, can we expect any tours or uh, any shows, anything to look forward to until uh, until Karmakazi comes out that you can tell us about? Um, Not at the moment, but I know that, you know, once that album comes out, of course, I'm going to be playing shows, man. There's this guy named Dirty. Have you heard of Dirty, by the way? D-U-R-T-E? Yeah, he's also a UPS guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I'm all about yeah, that shit. That's the dude. That's the dude right there that puts that UPS to war together. Yes, sir. Um, I really want to play that show, man, just because of the way he operates, bro. He's he's another guy that's all about unity and about love, dude, and all about, like, this guy bends over backwards and dumps his ass into the ditch financially to put on a great fucking time for people like me and McNasty have done. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's all about the music and camaraderie and friendship. And I really want, that's this one show that's really on my heart that I want to play. And also, yeah, I would probably start a tour, man, if the, if the right circumstances represented, uh, presented themselves, I would probably grab onto it. It's just a matter of, you know, being away in the road, man, I, you know, I got to be making money. I got to be sending money back home. You know, I don't, I don't be out there to play around, you know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe one day we'll so get I'm, a, uh, you know, like some type of, not a murder, uh, not a mission infect, but something with, you know, a bunch of those people. Now it's the UPS and, and, you know, you were involved with all that and the UGH. Maybe one day we can only dream of like a, uh, a low key menacide intrinsic McNasty type fucking tour or something like that. Oh, uh, bro. Listen, I'm going to tell you what, I can't go into any details, but, um, Loki is the homie, dude. I'll tell you that what I'll just say that what he's getting ready, some things that he may or may not be getting ready to unleash in your future are going to blow minds. I, the I, same I, with, I mean, the people, everybody, and that includes everybody around him associated with him. That includes Dirty, um, maybe some of the old Michigan, uh, excuse me, Michigan, in fact, Mission, in fact, people, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, that's all speculation, but I know he's got incredible stuff on the way. I think a tour like that. That would definitely be sick. I, I don't know if, um, I don't know. I mean, we're all just getting older, man. And, and, and we've all got families. We all right. got kids, women. Um, but I think, man, that would be a hell of a tour to, to actually do a tour with nothing but homies, man, and make it, and pull it off and make it financially viable for everybody. That would, that would be dope, you know? Okay. Yeah. shit. Yeah, for sure. So, let me see here. Hey, let me say, let me ask you something, y'all. I heard y'all talking about the the Floyd fight earlier when I tuned in at first. Yeah. Like, um, so who was, was you happy that Floyd won or was you hoping for the Irishman to win? I was hoping for McGregor, but I knew because the boxing committee is rigged that it was going to be Floyd. And money is money. Well, I wanted wanted, uh, McGregor to win, but I knew that Floyd was going to win, not because it's rigged, but because he knows how to play the point system. He knows how to box. He knows how to get points to win. So does McGregor, and that's what everybody discredits him for, because McGregor is a fucking professional also. I'm not discrediting him. Oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. It's just the fact that he... Sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt. Just go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was interrupting. Go ahead. No, it's... I'm not discrediting McGregor. I love McGregor. I wanted McGregor to win, but Floyd knows how to play the point system. He knows how to play that game. Well, he didn't play the point system. 
Yeah, I know. He actually came out and start and, and, and like fought. put on a good fight, from and what fought. I hear. You know, and and I'm happy about that because I was disappointed in the Pacquiao fight because he just played the point system. But I mean, right. even though he came out and put on a good fight, he still knew what he was doing. You know, he still knew how to yeah. stand back and miss and or, you know dodge these punches and like you know when to tag and when not to. Yeah, Floyd's, Floyd's uh, trademark strategy, man. First of all, he's from my hometown. He was born and raised where I was born and raised. He lives in Vegas now, but he's from Grand Rapids, Michigan, bro. The first gym he ever stepped foot into was right on South Division where I was raised. Nice. Like, right from where I was raised. So, like, his father actually runs the homeless mission down there. I've seen his father down there serving up homeless people with food before. You know what I mean? So, That's like, awesome. he's, like, the hometown hero. And he ended up coming back, bringing a lot of money back to Michigan and doing charities and stuff like that. So I got love for him as far as that goes. But his trademark, his trademark strategy, bro, is, to, is that long sprint. You know, he'll he'll go in and he'll do some love taps and he'll sprint around for a while and wear his opponent down. And the last few rounds, he really starts pounding the motherfucker down and slapping the shit out of him. I mean, you already know. You've seen the fight, man. I mean, one or two more combos and McGregor would have took a fucking nap. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they wouldn't stop that fight, he was taking a fucking nap, and that's a wrap. And I got, I, and at the same, I mean, I'm fanatical about Floyd because I just think he's the most incredible that ever lived. But I still got so much respect for McGregor after watching him. Oh, man, he it took a lot. I mean, I don't know. He's I heard him saying like in the commentary after the they stopped the fight, he's like, he's like, man, this motherfucker's not strong. He's not fast. He's just composed. You know, he was just like, he was just so blown back. Like, why did you, he had that look like, man, I really thought I was going to beat this motherfucker. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. I said that last week when we were talking about it, that, you know, he, McGregor is a little bit more of a hothead. He's He cannot maintain that composure that, that Floyd can. I mean, because he's just smooth, calm, yeah. collective, and he knows what he's doing. He's methodical. Yeah. It was a money scheme. They all fooled the entire fucking world. And, and here they, comes the uneducated guess. Yeah. They, they fooled the entire <laughs> world. Mayweather made over $300 million. McGregor made over $100 million. Yeah. And they're, and they're friends in real life. Right. Well, I mean, there a, lot of people, a lot of people don't like Floyd because he, has, he presents this persona. And I'll tell you honestly, like I'll just tell you, I know for a fact... He comes off with this rich boy, prissy asshole, spoiled rich, rich bitch type dude, um, mouthy, shit talking, but that's not really him, bro. That's not him at all. It's really, it's called selling the fucking tickets. And like, and so people hate him for that because he has like the shittiest personality ever, man. But then he gets in the ring and he lets his gloves do the talking, man. He is some beast for a short little dude like him. I mean, man, where, where in that, wherever he gets that strength in the end in those last few rounds, the way he pounds people around is just beyond me. It's, he's incredible. Right. But then again, you know, that, that boy McGregor would slap, would box kick the shit out that bitch ass on Floyd, you know, because if he was, if it would have been a turnaround, it would have been a UFC thing, it might have been over a lot quicker. See, I wish, went the other way, I wish they would have made it a kickboxing match, you know, rather it kind of met in the middle, you know, where there's a little bit of UFC, there's a little bit of boxing, you know what I'm saying? That would have Both people could have utilized strengths in, in both of their fields. I think that would have been the best option for both of them. If it would have been an MMA fight, fight, Mayweather wouldn't have lasted two minutes. <laughs> no, 
he'd have got that ass handed to him. And I already know that. I already know that because we're talking about brute force, pound for pound, that dude McGregor, man. McGregor's usually you know, if he was in the out all his weapons, and we're talking kicking and everything, he'd have, he'd have whooped that ass, and I already know it. He'd, right. he'd have put a beating on him. Now, see, know? like, when I say kickboxing, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure if all kickboxing is like this, but I know that some of them you could do submissions and all that stuff without that. Right. Like, just straight up, just kickboxing, like, where you could do, you know, you know, kicks and punches and elbows and all that stuff and, and do boxing. We're going to leave the submissions out of it, you know, because obviously, you know, Floyd isn't gonna excel in that. He's just gonna dominate. McGregor would dominate him, but I yeah. think it would be the most yeah. even if we could do a little bit more mixed martial arts in it and just have a, a straight up kickboxing with no submissions. Well, a ticket like that would be a ticket like that, and a pay per view event like that would be unprecedented the world over. It would sell more tickets than any show in the history of the world. Yeah, and if they did, if they did some, if they did some MMA, um. Oh man, you couldn't sell them tickets yeah. high enough, and people would still but be buying. Them. Go, I highly them. doubt it's going to happen, unfortunately. No, nah, of course not. But it, it's a beautiful thought, ain't it? Because I mean, look, it, it took hard for McGregor to go in there and in uncharted territory and Floyd's territory and box like that, bro. You know, oh, yeah. and, and he went ten rounds. You know, with him. And he went ten rounds with him. He lasted yeah. longer than people expected, for See, sure. A lot of people think that. Mayweather made the fight. Conor McGregor called him out and actually stepped in his zone for the fight. It was all McGregor that wanted to do everything that happened. I think that's what media wants you, know you to what? believe. I think it was set up between the both of them because they they're both the highest paid. They're both the highest paid McGregor people in their out. individual sports. They're both they yeah, both make the more dude, money than anybody. It was a business yeah, move. We get the dude Floyd is like officially like a massive billionaire. He's right up there with like Dr. Dre, Michael Jackson. He's up there with like um, Tiger Woods. Uh, no, nah, Tiger Woods ain't even in that category. But he's no. up there, man. You know, he's like he's right. billionaire club. But, but like, wouldn't it? Hey, yo, even though I love Floyd and I want, of course, I'm rooting for him to win. I, I had this back thought. I can't even lie. I was like, I was thinking, man, wouldn't it just, wouldn't it be dope to see McGregor win, though? Wouldn't it just Fuck be yeah. some shit to do I mean, oh, come on, man. But... That's a raw motherfucker right there, you know? Yeah. Like, I just kind of wanted him to win, you know? Yeah, I mean, I if, kinda he, if he would have won, he would have shocked, obviously, the world. But, yeah, I was... I think boxing I thought, bookers would have been I was thinking that it would be something cool to see, you know, him actually take take a win and put Floyd in a, into the losing category with one loss. It was a win for both people involved. They both made... We get millions it. You think it's millions. a conspiracy. We get it. It was a, it was a win for both. Yeah. You know, see, people people, people get so caught up in the pre-fight theatrics that they're like, man, did you see the shit they was punking each other? Did you see the shit he said about him? Man, these motherfuckers, people just don't understand. This is, that whole scenario is something like the wrestling world. These motherfuckers are having, exactly. they're eating they're Subway having and fun. having glasses of wine together before the shit and right exactly. after, you know what I mean? The, it really ain't that serious. It's called selling and tickets, man. But and those two, those dude, two people are the best at doing that. Right, for they're sure. both the highest paid people in their show. sports. They, they sold us, man. That was beautiful, dude. That fucking pinstripe suit is, uh, dude. Who thinks of that? A fuck you pinstripe yeah. suit. That is so awesome. Yeah, the for highest sure. paid guys in their sports, and and they screwed the entire world. I believe I believe them. you said that a time or two already. How did they? How did they screw the whole world? Right, right. How did they? Yeah, how did they screw the whole world when they actually said that they were going to have they a fight? They didn't screw the world. They played. And they the fought. World. They did play the world. 
They fought. They Brother, had a good I, fight. I know there's a lot of people. You always hear it. It's inevitable. After every good fight, motherfuckers are always talking about, yo, it was rigged. It was rigged. And I know there's a pe- no disrespect to those people who buy into that shit, but it's never really rigged, man. It's That's why they get the paper straight up front because they, you know, they're going to get that money whether they win, lose, or draw. They're going to get that fucking money. And they're going to put on a hell of a show for the cameras, and they're going to draw us into it, and, and we're going to buy this story, and we're going to have fun watching it. You know what I mean? And with these so particular guys, you got to realize the heart that they have, that these motherfuckers are winners. They do not lose. They do not want to lose. They There's no thought of losing on purpose exactly. in their mind. They they know that you know, there's a huge paycheck, but they're going to give it their all. They're giving, they're they're looking angry and shit at each other and talking all types of smack talk and hype in front of the camera. Off the camera, they're like you're hanging out and all that type of shit, and they're cool. But the, the closer it gets to game time, they really start to getting into it with each other for real, for real. They're like, all right, man, no more champagne, motherfucker. John, now, like, yo, I can't even talk to you for the next week. Right, I'm getting right. ready to beat your motherfucking ass because you know what I mean? Because yeah, it takes heart, man. Like, yo, we'll be cool to an extent, but yo, let's not get too close. Cause I'm getting, I'm thinking. Of, Put that ass in the grave, you know what I mean? Right. You know. But yeah, man. Good fight, great fight. I agree. Yeah. People beating each other up. <laughs> Fuck yes. Bye, Ray. See you. Another fight. Uh oh. Well, that's what's up, man. Yo, you. You had um. Say what? What's up? You had Prozac on the show recently? Yeah, last week. How'd that go? Did that go pretty good? Yeah, it was dope, man. It was a good interview. Uh, I talked about a lot of... He's got a lot of unreleased stuff, like a Project Dead Man with Gordy, pretty much a full album that he hasn't put out, and all kinds of wow. shit, so... Yeah, I remember him telling me about some of that shit back in the day, too, yeah. He's a good friend of mine in McManus, too, the resident for a long time. We, um... <clears throat> we actually had a great big recording session one day like me and McNasby in Detroit with our boy Kool-Aid and shit and my old manager from New York came down and we ended up in Detroit and like we set up to record with Gordy that day and then in walks King Gordy and then bam right behind him is like Prozac the ROC was almost going to be there that day the Blazer that homie came to the studio Fritz the Cat from who was working with Psychopathic at the time came they just like everybody just like it was a dope session it was just like the coolest shit hell yeah had the whole M&E roster in there that day didn't even know it yeah yeah like uh that Gordy that dude Gordy got a stone stupid man like we were I was like focused on music that day and the next thing I and after that my brain was no bigger than motherfucking pee dude I couldn't even think about (laughs) I'm like, yo, what was we doing a minute ago? Like, yo, did we finish the song? Yeah, that's <laughs> when you hit the blunt. You just look at it and be like, dude, how dope would it be if we just became rappers? Oh, man, this would be dope. I, I know, right? We were so, bro, we were so, like, tore up and stoned. Me and me mad people just look at each other like, we just laugh out about, about nothing, man. And Gordy would be in the booth doing this serious, dark verse, man. You know, because Gordy gets all hype and he's got that loud voice and shit. And I would just, I was sitting there laughing about it. And I felt like, man, this dude, I kept thinking, Gordy's probably going to think I'm disrespecting him, but I was just so fucking high. I was laughing at the <laughs> stupid shit he was saying in his verse. And he was taking it so serious. He was looking at me like, giving me that cockeyed look like, man, this is some motherfucker's problem. I'm like, yo, you got a problem with my lyrics, and you know what? My lyricism is so much I'm like, no, man, you got me stone stupid, homie. Like, <laughs> you this did shit this. is dope. Like, I, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Look what you did no, to me. Good. 
What's that? They said, look what you did to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yo, that that's when we linked up with Prozac. We actually did a song with Prozac back in the day. It just never got put out or whatever, but... Prozac is an incredible dude, man. I seen him he's on the show. That's why. I asked. Yeah, Prozac's a homie. Yeah, for yeah, sure, man. That's a real, that's a real motherfucker right there, dude. That's a dude, dude. Scott knows all about the loyalty and love. At the end of the day, it's not about a dollar bill for dude. He gets his money, but at the same time, he's got so much love, this underground, and and above over, man, because he just he handles his shit and he treats people good. You know what I mean? Well, if you love what you're doing and you're passionate about it, you know, at the end of the day, it's gonna come through, and you're gonna you know you're gonna get the dollar out of it. But I mean, it's. It's really what's on the surface, you know, that, you know that, that what you bring to the plate. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. He's, he's a great dude, man. He just, I hit it off with him pretty good. Like, at first, there was a little uh, a little nervousness between us because we come from two different kinds of camps, you know. He, um, I was more from the hip-hop era for the most part, and he was doing the wicked shit, and I think he thought I just didn't like him or something, but... Me and McNasty always respected him, man. We grew up kind of around the same era, you know. He's a great dude, man. He's put some incredible music out on Strange, too, you know. Just oh, some yeah. of the best shit I've heard in a long time. Absolutely, man, yeah. I love Prozac. He's a great storyteller. Yeah, he's doing all that. It was a super dope interview. Um, if anybody else listened and didn't check it out, you can check the replay at replicomradio.com and listen to his, his interview and everyone else we've had on the show. So definitely peep that. And also tonight, if you're tuning in, after we play some Minicide tracks, we do have Flagrant. Native World Inc.'s Flagrant uh, will be calling in as well. So. Fuck you, yes. Fuck you. Yo, shout out to Native World. Shout out to Flagrant, man. That's a, that's a dope team right there. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's back, man. Everybody's doing shit. Shit's good, man. I love talking to everybody. Everybody's... Uh, Seems like, you know, seems like everybody's coming back around, you know what I'm saying? The underground is moving. Yeah. For sure. Hey, you know what? Um, shout out to you guys, man, because I always tend to give it up to the shows, man, because places like you fellas are what keep it bumping, man. And it, A lot of people just take it for granted, but I don't think the artists do, and I don't think a lot, too many of the fans do, man, you, you know? Without those, out, like, these interviews and stuff that you fellas do, man, you know, that's like the pulse of the underground, and it just wouldn't pop the way it does. So, much love to Replicon, man. Thank you, oh, thank sir. you very thank much. You. Oh yeah, man, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely—it's dope getting to know everybody, man. It gives you a whole new, uh, whole new perception, and you know, even even me personally, people we've had on the show that maybe I wasn't a fan of personally, or just never really checked out. You know, talking to them, and getting to know them, and you know, hearing their stories it just changed my opinion up. about everything, and it. It's a whole new, you know, gives everything a whole new meaning sometimes, and that's awesome. And I, I can do that for myself and share it with everybody else too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So, so we're we're definitely gonna we're gonna bump some uh, some minicide tracks. Uh, we look forward to Karmakazi. Definitely let us know what you got going on. We'll definitely keep the word out. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to okay. say? Any shout outs? Tell everybody where they can find you: Facebook, Twitter. No. Check me out on menacide.com, facebook.com slash menacide. Check out mcnasty.com, m-c-n-a-s-t-e-e.com. Check the internet for a dude named Dirty, D-U-R-T-E. Listen to Low Key. Listen to the Dayton family. Um, man, 
check out the good shit in the underground and support it, man. These dudes, are, there's so much great music out there. Get involved with it, man. Don't just stay away from the mainstream, man. There's better music in the underground. I mean, just the overall, there's just fucking is, man. A greater experience, better people, better music, and better product, man. So, Love shout it. out to all the fans. Shout out to my team. Shout out to 13%ers, street teamers, the fans. And, uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Much love, fellas. Oh, yeah, man. We appreciate it. Uh, definitely keep in touch. Right. Let us know what's going on, and we're going to play some uh, some tracks for everybody. Tune in, man. Much love. All right. Good looking out. Peace. Drugs. 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 All we want is drugs. 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 All we do is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we do is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we want is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we do is drugs, drugs, drugs. Yo, I'm the type that'll drink and fight dizzy. The X and Xbox got me thinking it's fight city. Spike the Philly with angel dust and white powder Go to Nicole Simpson's grave and yank the knife out of I can't be trusted when fucking with the acid I start sparking matches and that's when accidents happen I've been known to crush the shit out of some Tylenol Start climbing walls and doing songs that don't rhyme at all I'm just a sick-ass Michigan menace I get so high up this lettuce that I can finish my sentence I pop some shit to a bodybuilder when high as hell Rob whips some Marty dealers with light in the L I start fights with myself for the quick minute Got my ass beat in the booth and I was the only one in it And it's the minute I'ma spark another buzz Can't wait till the song's over cause all I want is the drugs Drugs, drugs, drugs All we want is drugs Tyson fight dykes. How your heart rate slow up, you see the tunnel with bright lights. I beat the shit out of white knights and smack nuns. Start a shootout with cops with cap guns. I be black bums to gang bangers to gangsters, insane strangers. I shank wanksters to famous anchors. The kids don't like you like broccoli soup. So D12 busting at you like a rocky troops. I ain't never been inside the steel gates. Spark genocide and kill gates with menacing ill ways. I gate the biggest gates in like ten fields. My crew run the street like treadmills. How the landfills burning your skin follicles, turning the men out of you. We're learning I've been shot at you. Dotting the eyes, leaving with black sockets. The high as the clouds, driving around with jaw in my back pocket. Drugs, drugs, drugs. All we want is drugs. Cross-eyed and let the lead fly Kill my ex-wife, ditch the knife and catch the red eye I'm two tabs of acid, my ass cop from Jedi Worlds decay, praying none of this is wrong Hit up honky-tonks and unload barrels like Donkey Kong Proof had me tooting hookers and bongs So I come way iller than the dude that got cut from the song I'm just a sick-ass Michigan menace I get so high off this lettuce, I just don't menace I'm sentence Ski jump, yay, and cut coke with broadswords In the board clinic, popping pills with Kelly Osborne. Had his neck snap worse than whiplash attacks, head Mac rapping in third person versus stay sick.
quick, but my album ain't done. Truth is, I only rap for access to the drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. All we want is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we do is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we do is drugs, drugs, drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. All we want is drugs, drugs, drugs. All we do is drugs, drugs. From the Dayton family, fucking with my motherfucking nigga, Minnesota. Boy, we finna shoot at you hoes again. Boy, I got 60 in the chamber, Minnesota, and I'm riding for you, my nigga. So we finna ride out just like this here. Let's go. Bitch, I was taught by the best. So, motherfucker, you get invested. In the murder game, I was trained to aim at your head. Fuck your chest. I'm like a storm coming. Game banking, bullets is raining. Neighbors complain. The way we did that, boy, was fucked up. I'm a menace to society, ready to ride for Minnesota. Niggas pass away every day, it's a homicide. Why me and gritty? My whole city's like a war. And God, please help me make it home. And am I wrong for all the bullshit I done? Shot motherfuckers in front of my son. I'm dangerous. My attitude switch, bitches, one in the chamber. I got an attitude problem, ho, I'm dealing with it. If you a stranger, don't come back me wrong and you're gone. I'm shooting blood on my clothes, hate on my nose, still tooting. So sick, got leg in this bitch, spitting the murder where I'm from. I was taught never run, just whip it and shoot first. Ask questions later, blast on these haters if they violate the cheat code. Forty 
Vaseline, you leak and bleed. That's just the way it is, and that's the way you gotta be. When I whip my strap, I'll probably hit you with the two, two, three. No fucking mercy, bitch, I'm blasting through the fucking four. My best friend is my pistol, you can have a door. But when you run up on a nigga, you gon' catch a slug. Take out a piece of your brain, you got a missing plug. You might not feel me now, but you gon' feel me later. So throw your pistols up, like you an alligator. So fast, what's this later blast on these haters if they violate the G code?
can't see me behind this microphone. Your favorite rapper's just not a rapper that I condone. And I alone will inherit the holy highest throne. So tell your woman, bow down and give this guy some dome. Now watch me get acrobatic with it. I'll crack and rip it, masochistic bastard that is mastered fucking acting different. I'll slap your bitch's ass and ask her out in catechism. Man, I know you're furious. I got you bitches mad. I'm all this hating motherfuckers thinking need a dick. Yeah. 
Hey! Rivercon Radio. Hope you guys enjoyed some of those Minicide tracks we got for you. Did what's a bomb Hell yes. interview. Pretty dope tracks. If Heavy I do say so myself. So, yeah, before we get in too far, and before he comes back real quick, yeah. Eminem's got a new flavor coming out. Oh, shit. I think it's actually on the West Coast already. Wait, which one? I might know about it. What is it? Cookies and cream. Yeah, yep. I heard about oh, that. Oh, no. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Cookies and cream. I'll it's, try it. If you put, fuck, it, you yeah, put it in I'm front of me, I'm going to eat that shit. Them fucking caramel M&Ms are the shit. I have not tried the, the, the salted caramel ones. I have not. Uh, so delicious. Now I'm hungry. Well, I've been hungry, but who the fuck am I kidding? I'm fucking, I'm always hungry. Right? Fat kid wants to eat. Oh, I want to say, say happy birthday to two of my little country crushes, crushes back in the day. Shania Twain, 52 years old. Man, I feel like a woman. And little Leanne Rhymes is 35 today. She's only 35? I thought she was older. She's only two years younger than me, bro. Oh, shit. You Mm. got a chance. I'm getting in there. Leanne Rhymes? I always thought Leanne Rhymes was hot. Fuck yeah, she is. I always thought Leanne Rhymes was hot. She still is. To the Googles. Nope, ain't happening yet. Okay. Yeah. So shout out to them two. Happy birthday, even though we don't. Associate with them. They listen. Who is you guys don't Happy understand, birthday. but they listen. Leanne Rhymes and Shania Twain, they both listen Leanne's to us always every week. In, on the, in the chat room. Every week, they listen Yodeling to us. Yodeling and shit? I heard her. Yodeling in the valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quick shout out to them. Shout out. Shout out to fucking Minnesota, too. Look forward to that new record coming out. Is it his birthday? Uh, one of these days will be probably. Well, that's what we're talking happy, about. It's happy birthday! birthday uh, probably no. an early birthday, or you know. But shout out to him anyway because he was just on the show. So, good job! Shout out! So, happy early birthday or late birthday? So we're just gonna keep it rolling, man. Um, we bring this shit right in. We're just gonna keep it fucking rolling. We got another special guest on the line. Uh, back to been back. in the game for a long ass motherfucking time. Native world's own flagrant. What's up, brother? What's happening, man? What's happening? What's going on? Shit, I'm at the crib about to work in a crazy-ass weekend and and going to some crazy-ass parties, man. Sitting here right now today just trying to motherfucking recoup, bro. I feel you, man. You're on the same struggle bus we are, man. Oh, the struggle bus is is packed. (laughs) It's a packed-ass bus. I got it in this weekend. I did have fun, though. You said you hit up the uh, Carnival of Carnage after party? Yeah, and that was um I couldn't leave, bro. You know, I had to work twelve hours. I just did a you know, a little job for my homie Mike, um, at Harley Fest and shit. They had a car show and I worked that then you know, that was over at eleven. By the time I got home, it's like fuck it, went with my homie um um Matt V. Matt V worked with me and we just we just stayed in that bitch about six thirty. Hell yeah. It was off the chain though. Seen a lot of my people there. Killer killed it, um, you know, at the after party. Um, they had um, everybody out there, right? up there with Yeah, pretty shit. Everybody went to the after party, yeah. That oh, was yeah. dope. Yeah, I heard it was a... I got heard, shit the, I, bet I heard the whole thing was a pretty good time. I would have... It was. I would have liked to see it, but... It was a great energy, man. It was the shit that make you keep coming back. You know that... You know when you get that little bit, the piece of a... Um, when you go to one of the amazing gatherings... This year was a good gathering, but I wouldn't say amazing. But you know how when you were in that one moment when you're at a great gathering and it's just overwhelming. It yeah. was a little of that sprinkle of that um, 
for that good shit. When you're standing there crying, watching Wizard of the Hood. <laughs> Just watching people cry make you want to cry. Like <laughs> when I first seen Wizard of the Hood, when I seen Wizard of the Hood, I was there. Bro, and just that atmosphere of like ten thousand people with all of that dope ass two D and, and and people was just emotional and just it be so much shit tugging at all of your senses, bro. It's just like this has to be heaven. This is the closest to getting to heaven right here. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the shit you dream of as a kid, you know, wanting to be a part of. And you get to be a part of that shit. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that was a that was definitely one of those moments, man. It, Still stands mm-hmm. out to me for sure. Mm-hmm. You'll never, you'll never forget that. Never. Fuck no. Hell no. Plus, I had the luxury of go- looking at it from both sides. Like I, I literally, I walked out on the outside and watched it from the stage. And then when it was over, I rushed to the back and got to kick it with everybody. So that, you know, that's one of the perks that was dope. That, that, that. You got to see them living in that moment too. Yeah, bro, because, you know, for the artist, it's just as big. It's just as emotional. You know, that's the part that you really don't get to see. Um, When you see artists that you respect and admire and just look up to, and they just have that same look that you have when they're looking at one of their, you know, favorite artists that they brought, you know what I mean? Or or they've been waiting to see, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's very humbling to watch that. Like, damn, you you care? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. You see the kid come out of him and shit, dude. I love that shit. <laughs> no, I, yeah, absolutely, man. Me and uh, me and Rue have the had the pleasure of doing uh, press the last few years of the gathering. So at least we got to watch the you know, the first mm-hmm. three tracks from Beyond the Barricade. And the biggest mm-hmm. thing that stood out to me about that particular show was Paul, and he just couldn't right. stop fucking smiling. Like, like I've seen Twisted perform probably a thousand times in my life. But I've never seen that dude was, grin like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, he just didn't stop right. grinning, man. I was like... I was chilling right there when they was, you know, they was getting fresh as hell, getting changed out. And you could tell they was all nervous as a motherfucker and giddy and shit and cracking dumb jokes and, like, look at, they look, look at his pan leg and, you know, just yeah. dumb ass shit just getting ready to go kill shit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah, man. So from going from that side... I always like to I always like to enjoy the show with the homies because it's just not this. I mean, it's cool to be up close. You know, the first couple gatherings that I got to do that, uh, I was like, hell yeah! But it's just not. It's not the same. It's not the same fun as being on the other side and watching it with the homies. You know what yeah, I'm saying? With all of the fans and shit. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, I'm glad you had a good time, and I'm glad you. I'm glad you recovered enough to uh, still hang out with us today. I totally almost forgot about it, bro. I thought it was tomorrow. It was like, uh, <laughs> I took a nap and woke up like, damn, I think I got Replicon today. You know, my alarm on my phone, because that's how, that's what I remember everything, because I can't remember shit. I can't even remember, like, my family's birthdays and shit, so, <laughs> I hear you it. know, I'll be forgetting shit, and it was like, yeah, hour and a half, two hours, you you know, <laughs> Replicon comes on, so. I did the uh, same that thing. That was dope, yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, well, like, the, I like what y'all doing, man. Y'all doing a pretty good job, man, um, consistent, um, and a lot, I think a lot of people notice it, um, getting a lot of the artists that, that people want to hear that we haven't really had a chance to really, you know, hear from or um, even the newer artists we we really ain't got that same kind of consistency and i've been noticing y'all been 
very consistent and, and, and making sure you try to get everywhere you could because the last few events I've been to I've seen some, almost somebody represent from Replicon. We're trying, man. So, We're definitely trying. If you yeah. see a tornado coming through the fucking venue, that's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Is that, that the beard? Is that the beard? Nope. That's no, mine. That's no, that's right. Right. No, no, I'm okay. dead body man. I'm the guy that's always a fucking whirlwind through the place. Is that is that who I saw? I'm a big, uh, yes. The St. Louis at Pops? Uh, uh, at Pops. I saw you in Cleveland, I believe, for the one last right, G. Right, right, right. Yep, yeah. yep, that was me. That one last G, yeah. Yeah, that was me. That beard's here also, though. <laughs> oh, what up to all of y'all, man? All of y'all some grinding motherfuckers, man. Hell yeah, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, we're definitely oh, trying, yeah. man. We want. Yeah, I actually I talked to him when he was here in St. Louis. Okay, okay. Yeah, Rude talked to you as well. Louis. Okay, so okay, that's what's up. That's we're what's everywhere, up. man. We yeah, we, yeah. We're just we, talking to you all over the place. We are everywhere. I fucks with everybody though. If we kicked it, bro, one and I and we and I know you, you're gonna know that I'm gonna come over and be like, "What up?" You know what I'm saying? Hell right. yeah. I'll say I'm sure we probably all had like a big hug session at the gathering, man. I was over there at the. Native World came oh, yeah. for a minute. Fucking. I'm the hugginess motherfucker you're going to ever meet, bro. I might look dark. And I, might, I might do some crazy shit because I'm from that way, but I'm a, I'm a lover at heart, bro. So my family, you know, I get real touchy-feely about. So if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Anybody that know me know that. Since they've known me, you know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, no, even before I even, like, spoke to you, I mean, I just see you, see you right. on the social medias with people I do know, and all it is is... Love right. this dude, love this dude, and hugs and everything. You know what I mean? I'm like, hell yeah, that's man. The shit, no matter I, what. You know, I used to. I I got so many homies, man. You start thinking you ain't gotta. You, you think you're gonna run out of room for homies, and you just don't. You just keep adding them on and adding them on, and somehow I kind of develop a personal relationship with each every each and every person I fuck with. Like for real, for real. You Ironically, it is enough time in the in the day to do it. So yeah, you just got to make time. You know what I mean? I feel you. If you're a real G about it, um, both show. So, so I want to. Did anybody get a chance to listen to the Dark album? We yeah. we listened yeah. to it on a me and uh P did on the way back from uh from Utah. Yeah, our mountain drive. Oh, we listened. Yeah, we we listened, we checked it out. Hey, shit, what Which I heard, I like. Which, by the way, I want to add uh, that nasty album uh, by Minnesota, man. We was listening to that on the way back from the gathering, and it, I can't lie, that it, it was a head cracker, bro. So, Fuck yes. you know that that album, uh, the mystery, that that bitch was banging track to track. You couldn't stop. Actually, it played twice. Nice, <laughs> nice. You know what I'm saying? You so, shout out to Minnesota, that McNasty. That's that's a dope ass joint. Uh, but yeah, back to the uh, uh, dark album. Um, that was a long time in the making. Um, I've been rapping, man. I've been down. I'm on several albums with um, ABK. Um, for a short time, I was with Lavelle. You know, I was actually an original member of Crazy Clan. Um, way back. But in for the, the most, right, way back in the day, bro. Um, I'm talking like with first Crazy Clan, uh, developmental, all of that shit. But what happened is my dumb ass got caught up on some dumb shit in the hood and got a, you know, got sentenced for 10 years in a joint. So that kind of slowed the ninja down. <laughs> she got serious real quick. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, I was definitely going to ask you about that. I said, uh, yeah, man. 
And that, you I've were, been down so with this shit, dog, since before we even know what Juggalo was, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. When that evil shit really started creeping into the um, into the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? So you were, I mean, yeah, you guys were doing the crazy clean stuff. Right. That, that was well before. That was what was it? You like Killer Blaze? Nobody like that was involved in that. ABK that was. Came, yeah, what, wasn't? Uh, what it was, it wasn't no House of Crazy yet. It was cra- actually Crazy Clan was before House of Crazy. It was basically, um, it was Isham. <laughs> I remember the Inner City Posse and shit a little bit after Isham um, came out with like a couple albums, and that's when I think the underground really started like getting seen as okay there's a new um genre going on you know it was shocking all of the news places you know you was hearing about um all of these news stories about people you know killing themselves listening to Esham and that's when it started getting you know some extra eyes on it but since all the way back then bro crazy clan and two crazy devils and yep yep um Big Father High Top. That's when the ROC was uh with his cousin. Um, it was the ROC of Big Father High Top. Um, so many dual group collapsed because we basically all grew up in the same little one and a half mile, two mile um radius. So anything that was going on, we all knew about it. Everybody was trying to do their own thing. And, uh, you know, I, I got locked up and I came home and shit had just, just bust wide open. Like, it uh, just blew my mind, you know. Killer was like, you want to go on the road? You know, I was taking a lot of that in at the time. I wasn't expecting none of that. Um, so, yeah, I got my head blown off when I uh, get back into the underground, so I to speak. I can only imagine. So, were you, I mean, were you on developmental or was that you were pre-developmental? I was, I think the most I got because they had actually started on that right when we was like in court. Me and um, it's the ROC's other brother. Y'all don't know he was the original Killjoy, uh, and the leader of Doom. You know, like that was his name then. Um, his name D'Angelo Jones. He's my rappy. He's my partner. We both got locked up. He's actually still locked up. And during that time we were facing our trial, they came out with that. So we do have um, a shout out, you know. I didn't even have a rap name then. They called me Larry Lair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's on the credits of the uh, cassette tape because that's what it was. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a lot of that culture from that time, man. So you were involved. I mean, you were right there in the roots and then you got you got locked up. Hell yeah, dog! Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know how hood. much. I don't know how much of that you want to address, but I mean, according to the uh, I mean, according to the Googles, you were sentenced to 15 years for murder. Well, yeah, I was. I was sentenced to 40 years, um, and yeah, somebody died, um, and that wasn't nothing I was really proud about. I was just with a, you know, I'm from I'm from the east side of Seven Mile. I don't know if you really heard that much, many stories about it, but it's kind of a it's a it's a badass area in yeah. Detroit. Um, and you know we lived there, and pretty much I was just with my people that I grew up with, 
and one of my guys ended up killing somebody and I didn't tell on them, you know what I mean? And none yeah. of us really told. And so we, because we didn't tell, uh, they sent us us at the same people that did it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I ain't gonna sit there and be like, I murdered somebody, but shit, I might as well for the time I got. I ended up getting um, resentenced though, because I I was I was over sentenced. It was my first felony, you know, first time I got in trouble. I was like 17 at the time, and the judges threw the book at me. So I was trying to not do bad in prison, and that worked out because I didn't do bad, and I got resentenced to 10 to 20 years, and I had seven years time served. So it's a whole bunch of shit going on in my brain during that time. You know what I'm saying? I can only imagine. At one point, I, I didn't think I was ever coming home. Like, I thought I had life. That 40 years is life to a kid. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. um, it was some. What's interesting about all of that, bro, is I, I still had a feeling like I was coming home, even though on paper, you know, the odds of you, it's, it's, it's a fact. The odds of you getting back on resentencing is like one in 50,000. Yeah. So, the fact that I did get back. And I always pledged that I was going to come back and do music. It's kind of surreal right now. You know what I'm saying? I've been through a lot of shit. It's like you got a second chance, man. Right, I had a whole nother life in prison by itself. You know what I mean? I went through a whole 10 years of a whole bunch of scary shit. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine, <laughs> Trying man. to just make it through that bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy. Um, well, yeah, it's well, crazy. I'm glad, I'm I learned a lot did. of shit off of it, though. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm very humbled by it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, you know, I mean just out of the general knowledge of you know how the, how the system works, the fact that you you came out the other end and you seem like a, da- a pretty damn good person is a, a huge accomplishment in itself. Well, the thing about it is, I was always a good person. I was just in a in a bad environment, bro. I speak a lot of that shit on my album too. I'm, I get real personal. Um, if you listen to my album, you ain't really gonna hear so much a real, really a gimmick. It ain't really a gimmick. It's I grew up to this underground shit. That was like part of my, you know, part of the way I was raised. So, um, all of this shit I'm talking about though is real shit. It's not gimmicky. It just so happened that it's just you know it, it was it was scary because it was my life. You feel me? That's for sure. So. I don't know. It's hard to really articulate it when when I try when I try to explain it that way. But um, I do talk a lot about. I don't really get too deep into uh, my prison side. I, I was reserving that for another album, but because um, I wanted to get this one out because I've been waiting to push it out for so long. I finally got it out um, just to get something out there. But the next album, I'm gonna um, probably do a whole album based around it. That experience about what happened in there, about what happened in there, like as far as with friends, with family, what happened to me, what 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 shit I had to, um, you know, I was put in certain situations, and it was like if you do this, you might get murdered. <laughs> yeah. If you do this, you you're gonna end up being like locked down forever. You can't not do this. Um, you, you might have to join a gang and end up doing some shit that you don't really want to do. But if you don't join the gang, you get killed. Like it was just everything was just. And I, you know, I look back now and I made it through that shit without compromise. And I don't know how I did it. I think I, I think I had 
um, angels watching over me, bro, because I was just that one person that it just so happened not to happen to. Did that make sense to you? Yeah, right. yeah, okay. sure, man. No, so, that's... you know, I don't come out bragging like I'm the, this badass because ain't nobody a badass in there. I don't give a fuck who you are. High strong. I don't give a fuck if you motherfucking the rock. You will fold up in prison, especially in Jackson, in Michigan. Yeah, I can. I can but, really you know, you, I don't I don't really want to I don't really want to like try to sell the tough. That's tough as I'm, I've been in prison type shit because that ain't really me. I went to prison and learned some shit from it. That's why I didn't come back. I really want to. What I really want to do, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what I really want to do. And I'm going to tell you what Juggalo, being a Juggalo, has done for me. I actually became a better person because of Juggalos and, and the Juggalos I meet. That's why you see, when you do see me in the media, everybody always got something dope to say. Like, I fucks with, you know, him. I, this, this dude is this the shit or whatever. Because I'm, I'm really about bringing it into a positive place like I'm, I'm i'm more family orientated to me this shit is really of course the music is what make it you know awesome but the people is what make it great to me you know what i mean oh absolutely yes. at the end of the day that's what we i i think personally i think that's what all juggalos really really love is is the fact that you're gonna see your homie that lives two thousand miles away for four days that love the same shit you love and you know when i say love we love this shit oh yeah for sure you don't just say that shit as a yeah right. absolutely mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't we, yeah, we didn't drive 25 hours because we kind of like this shit exactly <laughs> and it's another <laughs> right. perspective it's another perspective on my end because i'm really i'm really from the hood like i'm really Motherfuckers for that where I'm from, they listening to Jeezy, they listening to all of that, you know, that old street shit. So for me, being influenced by Ishan when I was like 13, 14 years old, changed me, you know. So I was still living in the hood. I was still in the hood shit, but I was like totally about that horror shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, so I it's, I heard, my uh, music have a street element to it. For sure. Yeah, I mean I heard uh Brian talked about how his brother basically wouldn't even fuck with his music because it wasn't normal hip hop. Like you know, exactly. Like, so it's yep. same kind of environment. Yep. So yeah, we kind of all grew up in that environment. That's why you kind of you could kind of taste it with each artist. You know, from Twisted to ABK to to um, you know ROC. I basically grew up with Twisted, ABK, ROC, um, Esham. Those core people right there, those were East Side. Those were East Seven Mile. You know what I'm saying? So you were good. You're really good friends with Jeremy, right? Yeah, Jeremy Metric. That's yeah. he was. He was like, you know, Paul. Paul's like two or three years older than me. I think two years maybe. And you know, his brother was my age, so it was me, him, and Killjoy. You know, RLC's little brother, yeah. and we was the little shitheads that they used to dunk on or yeah. cap on when the girls was around and make us feel like dumbasses and shit because they was kind of cool and shit, you know. Um, and uh, actually, ABK was the one that kind of made us connected us to. All right, they are. Right, they some cool little dudes, you know what I'm saying? Because Kill, I think, like a year older than me. And we kind of all hung out. We we was all grouped up together. But I remember when ABK was rapping 
since he was like 15 or 16, I remember the dream. I remember the look. I remember being on the corner and hoping it was going to get to that. So, it, you know, when I came home to that shit, it was just mind-blowing. I could only imagine, man. You you're, you know what I mean? You're you're a little kid. Right. You're hanging out with your buddy. You know, <laughs> your little buddy, J-Mo. <laughs> and, buddy, bro. And, you bro. know what I'm saying? You get out and you got anybody killer and... You know, Jeremy's brother is now to now twisted. Out, like, bro. what the fuck? The first, the first song we ever did was on an old ass, like nineteen seventy two record player receiver um, with a turntable. It had a turntable. It had a um, a jack for a mic. You know, the same size as those little adapter mics they got on the phone. And we didn't even have a mic then. Um, let me explain how we played it. We would get the instrumentals off of the album and let it play, and we would put a cassette player in there, and we would plug in. Since we didn't have a microphone, we used fucking headphones as the mic. We rapped into the headphones, and that was the first time we ever rap- rapped on a song. Whoever got that fucking album, boy, that bitch would be worth a lot of money. <laughs> that was yeah. a badass album. I never. It was. It was shitty. It was all. It was dragging. You know what I mean? It had. A, it had a whole. It was a horrible sound, but it was. It was. It was. It was the first. We. You couldn't tell us that shit. We was. We thought we was motherfucking the shit. Oh, yeah. Sampling Esham shit, rapping over it, and it came a long way from that day. For sure. So, I mean, so I, that's all I kind of get to. Like, I mean, you, I'm sure you kept in contact with everybody, but I mean, when you were locked up, I mean, you know, that's when everything happened with Killer and Twist, you know, HOK and then all yeah, the Twisted. Yep. I mean, so you get out I mean, and you're in, I mean, w- w- what year was that? What year did I you? I got get- out in 2003. Okay. I got locked up in 93. Um, so, I mean, you're talking. ICP's getting ready to drop the six Jokers card. Exactly. I like, missed out on a guap of shit, bro. Like, holy shit. So it's like, that's why I just suddenly showed up. The motherfucker just started seeing us big ass six foot three black motherfucker always hanging around. Like, yeah, I've been seeing you around for a minute. Dude? I didn't know who you were. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've been down with, I've been, you know, Killer was my homie growing up. That was my dog. You know what I'm saying? So he wanted to share that shit. He wanted to help. Um, and he did. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I wasn't. I didn't become a juggalo until I started hanging with Killer. Um, I would. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We barely had a, a, a. We might. We were probably able to hear a couple of songs from Esham because the catalog for Prison was sucked. So I had to get out and just start experiencing shit firsthand. And that shit just was like blowing me the fuck away, bro. Like it was this whole another genre just created like that's why i got so much respect for Esham, man because he his his the shit that he was doing back in the day with with samples and and just saying fuck the commercial and so hardcore about it just i was just like fascinated by that i got the same bite i got the same bug as everybody else got only i was just in the hood you know what i'm saying yeah for sure so i mean when you when you got out, did you, is that when you kind of linked back up with Lavelle and the Diamond Cuts? And I did. I linked back up with Lavelle uh, first, yep. And um, I was, like, fresh out. And Lavelle was like, you want to work? Just, I, I remember coming home the first day and just going to visit Lavelle. I'm like, I'm out, bitch. I'm home, bitch. You know what I'm saying? And, um, cause it, oh, actually, it was me. Yeah, Lavelle, too. It was me. Actually, Lavelle and Jamie 
was like best. We all were best friends, but they were boo cool. Like, you know, one and two, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Um, so at that time, I think Lavelle I was 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 he was he was like very important to um, the psychopathic at that time. He's producing a lot of music. He's getting ready to come out with actually a veil call uh, album called Lavelle from Hell. And all of that, you know, the little shit started happening. I didn't, I didn't have a clue what the fuck was going on. It was so much had happened since I've been gone. Like, they never really explained it to me, really. I only kind of got it in bits and pieces. And then I started kind of getting the story about what happened. And he ended up leaving Psychopathic. And um, that's, that's where that's... he came out with Diamond Cuts. Yeah. When I first came home, though. When I met him the first time, he was like, you want to get on the album? I was like, hell yeah. And um, I got on that Attack of the Clones album. Uh, but from then, um, Lavelle was actually living next to Mike P. Um, and that's where I, I started getting like back in touch with Killer because Killer was always on the road. He's always, you know, he's getting rid. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he probably got more shows in, and she probably definitely in the top five of the most shows ever. Well, I, yeah, I can only imagine. He doesn't. He never stops on the road. Never. So, were, I mean, were you? Somebody asked me about it earlier. So, like, you you were you were on the Diamond Cuts mixtape, but you really didn't know about what was going on. I was on it, and I only knew like a little bit of what's going on. Like, how does I it... remember at that time, I, I remember thinking like, LaFell is fucking pissed off, bro. Like <laughs> when he was writing this shit, when he was writing it, I could tell it meant something to him. Like I felt, I don't know, he felt. If I had to read him, he looked like he was hurt and and like um, determined. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I didn't, I really, you know, it was just my homie, so I was riding with him, you know, I was just riding yeah, like, damn, okay, yeah, like, you know, but he was, uh, yeah, I was there at the time when he was, um, when he, when he had that little beef. Yeah, there was, um, a, there the was same a lot time, of, there was a lot of bad blood going on right in that moment, like, some like, bad blood going on. He was supposed to be the next time. guy on, and then that's when Killer was leaving for the mm-hmm. first time, and everything was real mm-hmm. rocky. And- oh, yeah, yep, yeah, it was very rocky at that time. But I guess now, as somebody we were talking about earlier, it's kind of crazy to go from uh, Diamond Cuts mixtape to the Womp Factor. You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> like, right, bro, that's crazy as hell, man. Yeah, because <laughs> Bell was like dissing the shit out of every everything that came out of his mouth was a diss. So as you could tell, like I don't, you got, you know, I'm on like three songs I think on there. You could tell I was just rapping shit I might have wrote when I was in the joint. Yeah. I, I was just jumping in. You know what I mean? You just wanted but, to hang um, out. You just wanted to hang out with Hysteria. I understand. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. That's not a lie, right there though. Hysteria is beautiful. She still is. She's doing like cooking shows she was now, super, right? Man, she she was super talented, bro. Like, I think she could have really did it. She was. She was. Um. She was. What what women singers are now? Then you know what I mean. She was the one that was edgy. It wasn't really nobody edgy besides like a Britney Spears, and she wasn't even edgy. No, yeah. like at that time, Asteria was to me. She was the the um the post Miley Cyrus and already. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like she was even dirtier. 
she was super dirty. You know, she was she was a, she was perfect. She was the, the you know a perfect description of what a juggalette was. Yeah. So, yeah, she just um, disappeared. Now she does like cooking shows. Yeah, she does the cooking shows, and she got like she take care of. She got like a a dog farm or something like that. Or <laughs> this is crazy. she's really into like animals and stuff. But yeah. she's still a she's a beautiful person, man. No, for sure, that's a dope thing. It's just a strange, uh, strange. Like well, there's love, you know. I yeah. mean, most juggalos probably all got a dog. Like we all love animals. We we love we love shit. You know what no, I'm saying? No, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just like Menacide, you know, he wrote a children's book. Right, I thought that was dope, man. Yeah, I was listening dope. to it. I thought that was. I thought, what a great idea. To be honest, shit, I got a crazy imagination. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just. I see. I'm just. No, I'm not hating on her. It's just crazy to watch her, oh, yeah, her videos from Mysteria, <laughs> like in the bathtub naked. Now to see her little redheaded man. lady, like super happy with like balloons and shit cooking. I'm like, what the Bro, fuck? I remember when that video, I was just trying to catch a nipple shot or anything. <laughs> like I thought it was a possibility. I might catch it because she was that dirty with it, but I never did get that shot. <laughs> I was looking too. It was almost enough where you didn't even need a shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's but, up, um, man. Yeah, I got a lot of um. A lot of people don't even remember that shit. I know, bro, and it's fresh as hell, man. Um, I actually, if you can go back and check, she still got some music on um, YouTube. If you can, man, go check out Asteria, um, from Diamond Cut Day. She actually has some really good ass music, man. Yeah. For what was that? Was what two thousand and six? Yeah, some somewhere around there, yeah. It was pretty dope, man. Hell yeah! So then, obviously, you know, obviously, you did that. You're, you know, what's uh? So you, you know, you ended up linking back up with Killer, I guess through. I ended up linking back up with Killer, and that was during the time when you know he was trying to work out deal with psychopathic. It got a little nasty. Um, he, he came up with Native World at that time, and I actually dropped that album off of Native World too. My first, um album was flagrant music that's just it was self-titled and uh i did a little five track ep um that was my first like official album and it's really kind of nothing like the album i came out with now but i dropped that in literally two weeks we did that that album and then went immediately on the tour um and during that time is when the process happened for me for when i started really believing in the shit that i was saying really like like starting to understand everything you know what i mean not just dropping verses just to do it not just well i did the album i dropped the verses just to do it pretty much as an artist but um when i started like understanding shit that was after that that's where it got me to the point of where i'm at in the dark album like the whoop factor um that's the post, you know, after going through all of the, the culture changing, because I pretty much went on tour with Killer every year, literally every year <laughs> until now. So I had some years where, I, you know, where it was a little short because I got a, I got I got a big ass family. I got kids and shit. And anybody with kids know how, you know, trying to be an artist with kids, that shit is tough. So I finally got to the point where um, I was able to get my music in and still try to provide for my kid 
And this is kind of where I'm at now. But yeah, I dropped the album with Native World Inc. in 2007 called Flagrant Music. Um, it didn't get that very many listens. A lot of people really didn't know nothing about me, but the people that do, um, I'll you know consider it a classic album. One of Native World Inc.'s first artists, for sure. Uh, along with Strict Nine. Absolutely. Um, that was that was right in the beginning of Native World, like right when it was. That was right like, at the beginning. Yep, that was right when he started. You know, um, I was one of the first album. I mean, artists he put out. He, you know, he reached back out to his homies. Um, like I said, Strict Nine. I did. Um, I actually did a lot of music. I did. Uh, uh, I think I'm on that Devilish album. You know, when he started doing the mixtapes, the yeah, Orange Blackout. Black, I'm on yeah. several of those. I'm on Jing. I'm on um, Frosty the Dope Man. I'm on. Um, uh, I can't remember. Killer got so many damn albums out. I, I was. I know I was on at least one or two every time he came out songs. So, I started getting. You know, people started getting to know me by that. Um, sure. But what I see, what I see, what I think, I. What my calling is to this man is, I feel like I'm like some kind of ambassador to just bringing bringing back that love that was there because it's so much politics in, in the underground right now, and it's like it's to me that what I see is the fans are still there, the love for it is still there, but it's just like the togetherness of it is not the same. You know what I mean? Absolutely, for sure. I kind of want to pull all of that together, man. Slowly. I don't want to like bring it all back. There's, you know, there's a lot of different. Uh, I could talk about. I, I could talk about that shit all night. There's a lot of different uh, views. Exactly, and bro. I mean, it's a ton of difference. Who's doing I what? And only, who's not doing what? And who, well, I think the real difference politics. is there's really nobody stepping up and and trying to mend shit, like and trying to get it and trying to actually there are people and it's starting to it's starting to happen but some drive by boys like collectively man. collectively that that drive by shit was drive by so boys dope, are gonna man. save us all. I you think so? That's what everybody <laughs> been saying too man. You know Blaze and Killer always been homies dog. For sure. And I think you might be right. That's the perfect duo to do it. That's a dope ass, you know one two punch. That's oh, one of my favorite dope dynamic duels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I was so sad I missed that show. Both of those. Oh, shows. that was so, yeah, that was so motherfucking. It it had that old school vibe to it too, man. Broke out the motherfucking ponies. Hell yeah. When I seen the ponies, I was like, hell the fuck yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So you so you're doing the native world thing. You're linked back up with Killer. He eventually works out whatever he works out with psychopathic he's back on right. there native world still kind of doing its thing it, it kind of he kind of put it i mean i don't know if, if he put it on the back burner or is just more focused on trying to mend his relationship there but there wasn't a lot coming out but in the last couple of years it's kind of been native world native world native world well you know it, it's been, it's been a lot of learning curves like I commend Killer because he didn't really have a clue what he was doing um, at, when it first started. He he just had a passion, and um, he wanted to he wanted to get his homies on. Yeah. He wanted to he wanted to find a way to get us 
in there. So, you know, because like I said, we all had that dream. We always stood up on the corner, you know, rapping. And, and like, we, you know, we going to do this. We going to, when we get up, when we, when we blow up, we going to take care of each other. You know what I'm saying? And Killer actually came back and reached out. You know what I'm saying? And the problem of it is, is it's, it's really not easy. It's very expensive. It's a lot of learning curves. Oh, yeah. You know, you take a lot of loss. And at the same time, you know, Killer was had to focus. He was, you know, with Psychopathic Records as well. So he was always committed to that first. You know, he always been loyal to that first. He's still like that. Um, but the artists that's that come, I know as far as I, as far as I'm concerned, I've learned a lot and um, picked up a lot of shit on my own. I relied on I relied on ABK for a lot. And I basically just had to learn a lot of shit on my own, um, and I did. So it it, it really is a, a, a politics to this. It really is a learning curve to all of this to actually become sex successful in it. Um, just recently, um, everybody's just been on board, you know, and and understanding of the game and the commitment and, and all of the shit that come with it to. Uh, so we all like kind of synced in now, and it's is a it's so much dope ass shit coming out of Native World. You know, you got Mr. Yug, um, you got Mad V. You know, everybody coming out with a new album. You got motherfucking Freddie Grimes coming out with a new album. You got um, yeah. us doing a lot of shit together. I, me and you know, Mr. Yug got a little surprise. You know, planned for everybody. Uh, coming up the end of this year or the beginning of the next year. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of moving parts over there in Native World now for sure. Yeah, it's some shit. We, we want to bring some good shit, love shit back to the underground. Like we want to, you know, especially like with us all coming from that same place. That because kind of that's what a magic all started. And I got so much shit to to add to that. Like so much, so much to give to it. And I'm like fiending to, to, to just patch up the fucking underground, bro. Back to patch up what's going on because it's turning like what's going on now is turning a lot of motherfuckers off. Just um, in general, you know, uh, I'm always finding myself um, reading, reading like a lot of um, sad shit. Like motherfuckers, like I don't want to be a juggalo no more, and you know, this is this and that is that. And, it's kind of depressing, you know, like, and I'm like, but it can be saved. All you got to do is, because I love this shit, too. I want to bring it all back, too. So, um, that's what, that's what Native World Inc., I think, is eventually becoming that. I like to call us the, uh, like the, the, the grassroots of the underground. Like, we, no motherfucking, you know, we, we, we got a whole bunch of big ass, you know, lights, shiny lights and the ball polished up shit. But we got that. It's all genuine. Yeah. It's all love. If you ever been to any of the tours or any of the shows that ABKs does and we break Native World Inc., we usually close that bitch. Just like, you know, right after the show, we probably ain't leaving the bar to five. Just like we did at every gathering we pretty much there for the for seven straight days and hardly any sleep. We trying to chill with fam, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, we're yeah, gonna try I... to do that with the music as well. Yeah, J Jmo never leaves pops when he comes to St. Louis. 
Bro, it's like that everywhere. It's not just, I know that. Yeah. It's just not pop. It's, well, it's pop like never closes. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Just, the other ones will kick you out at five, four in the morning. <laughs> Stay pop for three days and forget five, about it. That's, that's at least at five, five mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. And sometimes we we leave that bitch at nine a.m. or some shit. Yeah. And we can have a show um, coming up. You know what I mean? In like nine hours. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, we're definitely, and we're gonna, you know, obviously, I want to, you know, we're gonna learn more about Native World and everything. We're actually gonna have right. Killer on in a few weeks. Dope, um, dope. Yeah, I heard about listening. that. Tonight yeah. was supposed to be the, the yeah, the NWI takeover with Freddie, but he's gonna join us too, and with on Killer. So, that's You should try to holler at Mister YUG, Mad VJ Villain. Man, they all got some dope. They all dope, and um, got new music. <sighs> Um, it's a big tent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're. I mean, we're we ain't, we're not stopping over here, so we eventually <laughs> got to get everybody on, man. Fresh. Um, we're excited. I'm personally excited for Freddie because I've known Freddie for a long time, man. He used to sleep on my couch when yeah, he come to Freddy St. Louis and do team, shows man. and shit, man. So he is a grinder, bro. I'm trying to get a song with him called King Kong First Godzilla, bro. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to do yeah. it. I'm serious. I want to do like a little EP with him, man. We've been talking about it, so we'll see. I think that'd be dope. His style and my style. Fuck yeah, yeah, that'd be super, super original. Dope. Yeah, I'm just excited for him to to finally get a a proper released record. Right. Yeah, so that's fucking something to definitely look forward to. So now, yeah, pretty dope, and a lot of people love him too. He's a good dude, man. He's a good Same dude. With Killa, big Same with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't exactly. care. Somebody, somebody could not like your music. And that's their opinion, but I don't see how anybody could not like at least any of you three as people. You exactly. Know? So and that's I mean, well, that's that's yeah. something in itself. And that's the thing with me, like I don't want nobody to just act like they like my music if they don't. That's I, like when you that, that still ain't gonna have nothing to do with how you, me, and you re, uh, react with each other. You know what I mean? Like. I would hope you would. I don't want nobody to be like that. Shit was dope, or that shit was whack as hell, or whatever. Like that's some bullshit. I just, I, I'm totally with earning every motherfucking ear I get. Like if 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 this album ain't to everybody's liking, I'm still not stopping. You know what I mean? Like this is what I do. This is what I love. But I definitely want you to be real about it. So you make a good point when you say. It really, you know, most of my fans don't even know that I rap, but they just know me as a person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I totally get that. I'm on board with that. So you're, you know, so you're doing your thing. You're, you know, the Native World thing starting to move, and now you just released the uh, the Dark Record. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is kind of a, this has been a big thing for you, right? Like this is something you've been working it on is. for a while. Like it is, bro. I put my, I basically did the whole. I, everything about that album pretty much was all me. You know. Um, I executive produced, um, got all of the producers, got all of the mixers, got all of the artists. Like, so it was a big deal. Any artist that uh, puts an album out, it's a big deal to them. This is like my first official album. Like that flagrant music album was okay, but it was really just a rush project to get me out. You know, so Killer wanted me to make a couple bucks while I was on the road. But um, this is this album right here is is very personal and i put a lot into it you know it, it was it was a lot to have a have a family 
you know, kids and shit and mortgages and all of that shit and still try to put a hundred thousand percent into this album. Um I'm I'm not completely satisfied with it, but it, I know it's good enough and I think I think it comes across of um you know how much I put into it. I think that comes across. Oh, yeah. Um it was is it's a lot of this album mostly about life like everybody else, but it, it um, and the challenges and shit of, of 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 having friends. Since I since I am cool with Killer, you know, I had a whole bunch of fake ass friends. I had a whole bunch of people fuck over me because I am a genuine person. Um, so I let motherfuckers in, and it was just literally starting to really change me. It was starting to make me think of bad shit. It was starting to make me want to do bad shit. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not one of those people that want to do that. I'm pretty much a positive person, but the shit was really starting to get to me. And this was a great ass way to release all of that, all of that crazy shit that was going on in my head. It was real shit. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm a dad. I got kids. I ain't got time to be caught up in no dumb ass shit. I just don't play when it comes to like, like if I call you my friend, I'm one of the motherfuckers that. You are really a friend. I'm gonna I'm be there for you. I'm gonna do whatever I can. I'm about to give you the shirt off my back, and I I, I kind of expect that in return. And you know, and a lot of times after giving a lot of myself to a homie or whatever, not expecting shit, not expecting nothing. But when the time come for me to need them, it was like shit. It on like not even a thought. It started affecting me. Like it, what happened was that happened. Especially the last two years, it was happening with all of my friends, like the people that was calling my best friends, um, at the same time and shit. So during the time I was writing this album, I, it was starting to get me into some sick, sick type of territory. You know what I'm saying? It take a lot sure. for me to get to that, knowing that I got kids, knowing that I already been in prison already, and um, I ended up. I ended up not letting it get to me to that point, um, but I wouldn't have been able to do it if I wouldn't have wrote it, wrote it out. Or I'm gonna be honest, if I wouldn't have had my Juggalo fam, like you know, like and listening to the music as well, just like everybody else, it just you know it impacted me. It made an impact on this album. So y'all, the people that do have a dark album, when y'all listen to it, please listen to it with an open mind and don't have an expectation. And just listen to it because you're gonna hear the passion in that music. It's, it's not a gimmick. It, it's, it's really Larry. You know, I call myself regular ass Larry, Larry D. Um, and then there's a flagrant music side of me. And um, you know, I, I, I basically fight. I fought demons with myself, the artist versus Larry. You know what I mean? And um. I think Larry gonna end up always winning though, cause I'm a genuine ass dude. But flagrant, flagrant can be very nasty, bro. Sure. I don't really want to do that. Hence, the, hence the name. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you feeling me, man? Hell yeah, for sure, man. But uh, no, I that's what's up, man. Yeah, man. So hopefully, when you hear it now that you didn't kick it with me, got a little personal with me, little shit start clicking in your head. Right, man. This shit makes all that we were talking about the minute side. I mean, it really does. It makes all the difference, at least in my opinion. 
when you brought that up, bro, you knocked it out the park with that. Um, Cause when I'm on the road and I meet a lot of the, you know, the people that be on the road doing the same shit we be doing, I may have heard of them, but until I actually got to kick it with them and see what type of person they were, that's what made me want to buy their album or whatever, support them and shit. Cause I got to know them and it, cause there's so much shit out here that it's very, that's very true, bro. Like you, you, it makes you, once you get to know somebody, it makes you want to, you know, really re- you respect people way different. You um, It makes a huge difference. I don't know. It tunes you into the to it more too. It tunes you into the underground more. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if somebody, some random stranger hands you a CD, like, especially at this point and being at thousands of shows, oh, like, I, that shit just yeah. ends up in the floor or something. Not even because I don't I, care. Reluctantly. Just... I know it's it's. <laughs> Reluctantly, like I still got albums that 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 of people that I actually know that I still haven't gotten to because it's so much. You know, we live in a twenty-four hour type of world now. Like it, your shit getting forgotten in fucking an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta when you when you have time where you get to kick it with people on a one-on-one, it makes it personal. You know what I mean? So. Then when, you, you kind of start seeking out that shit. Yeah, at least, and I'm trying to make a habit of it now. Absolutely, yeah. Even like you know whether you like it or not, like you want it. Like now, I don't know if I like your music or not. Not you, just whoever I'm speaking to. But right. now that I spoke to you and I got to know you, and you're a fucking cool ass dude, and you're talking to me about all the how this how this came about, and why you're doing this, and why you're doing that, and you got your heart into it. Now exactly. I want to hear you. Now I want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like now I'm I need to go find it. it. Like. You know what? And that's why that I would rather you want to hear me now because of that. Like, and it ain't got shit to do with, cause you know what I'm saying? Like, you just want to hear me cause you know, I'm, you know who I am now. And that's basically why I write it. A lot of the music that's on the dark album, you will relate to bro. There's no way around it. It's, it's something on there for everybody. I know that's like the cliche of all artists, but yeah. When I wrote this, I, I wasn't thinking about everybody. I was literally just writing my heart out. I wasn't trying to be that rapper that, oh, I'm going to write this. They're going to love this because this is what happened. You know, it was like, no, this is what's happening to me right now. So the fact that you tell me you, you know, already I have people that tell me like, oh, my God, bro, you just like, you know, you was like reading my mind when you wrote and, and it was what that really that really kind of blew my mind because i've never really thought about it that way how other people can relate to it so yeah man i'm on this i'm i'm the same way you you know you, um when you get to know somebody personally that's why when you see me you will see me in the gather when i'm in the gathering i'm scrubbing it up i'm in the lake i'm pretty much just hanging with the homies period the whole time and when I'm doing that, I'm really trying to get to know everybody, and I really want everybody to get to know me. You know what I mean? As Larry, you know, who just happened to rap too. Oh yeah, that's what's <laughs> want to give to this shit. Yeah, that's what's up for sure. So you got so anybody that hasn't heard the dark, where can they find it? Where can they listen to you, it? You, I actually, uh, you could go look up. You could look for it at the uh, Warrior Spot. Uh, you can check it out on SoundCloud. I uploaded a few songs up there. Um, I also got it online. Uh, I'm waiting for some paperwork to get it over the iTunes and Apple Music and all of that shit. It's probably another week or two. But until then, I'm even up on Bandcamp, Flagrant Music. And so you can pretty much get rabbit anywhere. You can get I physical copies across. at the Warrior Spot, right? 
Yep, you can get Flagrant a, a Warrior Spot. I got my Flagrant Music, um, the first EP at the Warrior Spot. Um, also, all the songs I got on with, you know, ABK at the Warrior Spot. Most of it, that's where all of my shit will be at. I also have a um, clothing line um, that did pretty decent. You know, my first year last year, I sell a lot of hoodies, Flagrant Music hoodies. Um, every day, October 31st, man, hoodies. Um, it hats. That's my kind of one-two deal type of deal. I'm a, I like the dress in the fall, you know, with hoodies and motherfucking jogging pants and you know Jordans and shit. That's I don't know if you ever heard of it, but you know I'm I'm, I'm what's considered a crispy juggalo. Like I scrub it up, but you know I'm from the hood. I grew up to that crispy fresh ass shit. You, uh, you gonna see me with Jordans? You gonna see me with you know Levi's and you know classic shit like the ponies and all of that shit so i have a whole bunch of that shit going on um this fall got a whole nother line i got a of that and i'm and i'm actually getting into the women's part of it too uh, you know the women line there you go i really yeah. love doing that shit shout out to all of the people that been supporting that flagrant music gear too but yeah, yeah man uh, I got it's 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 a fun time for me right now. It's you know after being in, involved in you know from the from the angle where I was in that whole time and now actually being an artist, um, it's, it's it's a really fun time and I know a lot now and I'm excited <laughs> to, to put more out. You know I got a lot of music that's coming out. For sure, man. We definitely look forward to it. So, um, so, you, so you're working on a clothing line. You got some stuff going on now. You just released the dark. I mean, I know you talked about possibly talking about your your time on the next record. Like, when can we expect anything in the future, or any any other like side projects, or are you hitting the road? Are you doing the the ABK Kel tour? Are you doing any any part of that? Or I'm not gonna be on that tour, but I'm actually trying to line up a, a dope ass tour. Hopefully with Schizo, maybe Freddie Grimes and Mr. Yug. Um, trying to do some shit in December. I, you're probably gonna end up seeing me on a, a couple of tours for the fall and winter. As of right now, there's nothing like you can go look at a flyer of. But it's it, like you said, you've been hearing Native World Ink this and that. You know, Native World, you little bitch type shit everywhere. So some shit gonna start blossoming everywhere. It's gonna, you know what I'm saying? When it come to that, um, I also got, you know, me and Mr. Yug, who I've known Yug since he was a little G. That's actually RLC's other little brother. Yeah. And he been rapping since '89. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, we about to do a collabo album. You know, four or five tracks to throw out and maybe tour with this um December. Um, that's it's just tentative for December. It'd probably be before that. Um, and I think Killer was talking about doing a couple of more of the movies and stuff like that. You're probably gonna see me cameoing and stuff like that. Some wrap it up and stuff. Some wrap it up shit. Uh, he doing this other new horror movie, man, and and the storyline is so fucking dope. I I can't really get into too much detail about it, but um. We're going to be shooting in some wooded shit and all of that, so wooded areas and shit, so. That's what's up. Yeah, oh, yeah. A, as far as flagrant go, it's, it's, a, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of shit that I got lined up. Um, 
I'm gonna always be trying to do some shit. Uh, this is all I care about, really, besides my kids. So, um, this culture, this motherfucking, um, this music. Um, I just want y'all to have an open mind and an open heart. I'm not trying to bite off nobody's style. I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I'm just flagrant. I'm just Larry. And uh, just check me out. Oh, yeah, I do want to give some I do want to give some shots out to the people that was involved in this album I got Esham on the album um, I should have had ABK on it um, but we was trying to get so much shit he's trying to finish his album Killer Features album I was still working on the Flager, I mean, on the Dark album and so since he wasn't on that track we gonna do a remix of it and I'm gonna get ABK on a um, song with Esham I got Mad B, he's on my label on there. I got my homie Black Hatchet, he from Flint, you know, Dayton Ave. Um, he kills it on there. I got Nemesis Poe on there. Uh, shout out to my homie Nemesis Poe, that's my little bro. He mixed the album. He Big shots out to Nemesis Poe because he, he this dude, I don't know if I would've got it. I know for a fact I wouldn't have got it out without him. Um, I can call this dude at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning He'll wake up and get shit done for me So I love you little bro for that Big shout out for him And um, I also I got Straight Jacket uh, track on there I got an ROC produced track on there um, Thanks to all of y'all that, that You know had y'all hand in that My homie Steve Oculus He did the graphics and shit So y'all see that Y'all want to get some dope ass covers and shit Holla at my homie Steve and Steve O And shit Steve Oculus on Facebook, you see that uh, that art on there. That's some. He got a nice little original type of flavor to his shit, man. It's not really polished. It's kind of grimy and gritty, and um, and it's uh, it's horrific as hell. So, um, shout out to Steve and uh, my homie Steve and B that mixed it. Crackle Capone, they helped mix it. Uh, got a lot of shit on there. Got Mr. Yug on there. It's, it, you know, it's some fun shit, man. It's native world on that bitch. Oh yeah, man. Shout out, yeah, for real. Shout out. We had Crackle on the show before too. I forgot yeah, about Crackle that. Yeah, Crackle, look, grinding <laughs> motherfucker, man. He's a grind. It's some hardworking motherfuckers out here, bro, that I met, man, and deserve shine. They deserve, you know. That's why people like yo, like Replicon, man. Like I heard Minnesota say it, man. You need this shit to make this shit what it is, bro. You need people like y'all. Um, so I personally appreciate y'all reaching out. Um, and continuing to reach out to Native World and and, and and all of the artists out here, especially I mean, because y'all y'all understand, y'all are artists doing this shit, interviewing. You know what I'm saying? So I know you know the struggle, I know you know the hard work ethic you need to do this shit. Sweet so dude. for you to come and you know give us a spotlight and um to promote our shit, man, it's much appreciated. Oh yeah, man. No, we we love it and we appreciate you and everybody no else. No doubt, for bro. Sure. We're gonna keep we all trying need to, to keep... stay connected. Yeah. We all need to fuck with each other and shit. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, any, Hell any, yeah. send anybody you want our way, man. We we got love for everybody, man. We I've been definitely already <laughs> doing that. Hey, My homie F. Dukes, you need to holler at him. Gotta <laughs> keep, so, yeah. That's Get one of the first persons that popped right. in my mind. He yeah. a dope motherfucker. Um uh I definitely keep y'all in mind though uh, when it comes to that, man. Hell yeah. Got to keep the underground going. 
Gotta keep it moving, man. I'm excited. I, I still gotta um I, I didn't watch my episode of the um, Game of Thrones yet, so I'm geeked as hell right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Yo, I got some Game of Thrones fans over there. No. Nah, 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 <laughs> None of y'all don't look wait a minute, hell no, hell no. No, dragons aren't real. Dragons are not real. Did somebody really just say no? Yeah, dragons like, are dragons proud about it and shit. Dragons are not real, bro. <laughs> Of course, dragons are real, bro. What the fuck is the matter with you? He's retarded. <laughs> yeah, he's retarded. He's, he's retarded. He shot himself in the head. I did not shoot myself. He I shot have, himself in I, the face. Bro, I have actually dog, sat you down. You can go in some areas and get murdered for saying that. <laughs> that is true. For real, I'm so sincere, bro. I'm so sincere. Game of Thrones if is If you haven't rated. watched it, you shouldn't even speak I just haven't it. watched it. I haven't watched I it. I haven't yet, watched yeah. it. I watched a couple episodes of it, and I dug it. I just haven't had the time to sit down and start season one yet. I hear there's a whole bunch of incest on this new season. It's been incest. It's like incest has Bro, been mean, there, kind of been on there, but it's not like, it's not, that's not the reason you're going to watch it. That would probably be the reason why he watched yeah, it. Well, I mean, are dragons, are dragons the reason I'm going to watch it too? Because if it's dragons and incest. Bro, you go, it, no, I'll you're just going to watch it for The dragons don't even really get into the show until like the, the fifth season. Okay. The story writing is just amazing, bro. Okay. I, I want to check it out. I just have not had the time. I, I just haven't checked it out. I, I, I have nothing against it. I, I know a lot of people talk you highly. You can binge it. that shit, bro. You can, yeah. you, like, on your way back from a, ta- from a, uh, right, you watch I'm gonna show you just, two seasons worth. I don't have that much data on Look, my phone, bro. <laughs> bro, you put out a fire stick. I got the fire stick. I got a fire, I got a fire, yeah, I got a fire stick in my house. How you gonna have a, okay, so you can pretty much watch it on any device, bro. There's no really no excuse. You're taking a shit, you know, you're taking that 40-minute one. <laughs> that morning you really don't shit for 20 minutes, but you just chilling and shit. Just checking Facebook. Up. Might as well be watching. Right. So bro. I'm telling you, man, to give it give it a shot, and I guarantee you, bro, unless you have no type of emotional um, connection to the world, you're going to dig that show, man. Because if you like shows, if you like to watch a good show, there's no way you're not going to like Game of Thrones. Oh, I bet I will. Like, I love that, that era and all that stuff. Like, uh, like Spartacus kind of takes place in, in somewhat of the same time. And, I mean, it's totally different content, but I love that, that era. Not that It's not really that far away from that, bro, because it is some magical shit that go on, too, uh, on Game of Thrones. But they make it believable as fuck. Yeah. They make it like, it's okay, you can see that shit happening. You know what I'm saying? No, I, 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 but the chicks are, every chick in there is hot as hell, bro. Yeah. And they warriors. Sold to the Googles. I'm looking forward to the new season. Oh, I'm looking forward to the new season of Stranger Things. I haven't gotten into that yet. That show is awesome. It. That show is amazing. Which come from him. I so watched the first episode done. and it was just too overwhelming. Like I didn't give it a full play though, so I will. You give gotta it get into Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a great TV show. Because I really don't have no, shit left. No I just finished Power. I really ain't got shit to get into. So I, I'm going to try that Stranger Things. I'm down with Rick and Morty. I, Rick and I just watched a new episode. I just tried to watch an episode of that, and I fu- it's fucking stupid. Well, yeah, you Rick can't and watch Morty. Rick and Morty from right now. Rick you have to Morty. watch Rick and Morty from the beginning. I haven't either. That's funny. It's, you have to watch from the like, it's a man, stupid like, cartoon, like a family guy or something. Oh, yeah, okay. It's like, like Back man, to the I Future like that meets Family I like good writing, man. Like If it's like Dexter, Dexter was my shit. That shit was... 
really well written. You Dexter know what I mean? Fucking the, Sons of Anarchy? Holy Dexter, shit. Dexter, was oh, the yeah, great, was Dexter though, was the greatest show on Hold TV. On. I, have a, I, have on. A, I, I don't know if you ever watched it because you... You, I, no offense, but you might have been locked up around this time. But what, did you ever watch a show Oz on HBO? Oh hell yeah! Uh, yeah. They had that at the channel, channel, bro. We used to watch that at in the every pen? now and then. There show some nudity and shit. That's <laughs> where we watched the some Sopranos and shit at it on at too. Nice, nice. Not so far up by Canada and shit. We was getting Canada Station and Canada Show nudity. Oh, nice, nice. So we was looking forward to that shit. Oh, like, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was the only way you was gonna see a titty shot. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Full hell penetration yeah. in Canada. Yeah. I mean, you should have seen how the whole camp was, bro. That day, people was cooking and preparing like hours before the show. The whole, the whole. It's so funny because the whole environment was just different. Everybody was like, <laughs> everybody you know, came together. Was coming like, on, bro. That was a big fucking deal in the joint, man. Yeah, it's like everybody came and we together was getting for that it hour. Free. We was getting it through, through you know, Canada. Yeah. You know, the repeat shows. That's oh, fucking man, awesome. Man. That's fucking awesome. We're watching Oz in the pool. Super awesome, bro. <laughs> you know how they show you? Do you know how they show you it's going to be adult content and super sexual? Bro, when they had that in a joint, bro, that was everything. Oh, Dude, let me sit up front. Let me sit up front. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody had their own TV there. Everybody, when you were in prison, you get your own TV and shit. Ah, uh, yeah. And well, nice. they actually got color. They got fucking um, iPads and they got like little, uh, not real iPads, but the bootleg ones. They got them in there now. You can listen to shit on MP3s and shit now. Oh, damn. Nice. Fancy. But trust me, that shit ain't fancy, bro. Trust me. Don't, don't <laughs> let me overhype that shit. It's bullshit. <laughs> but it's cool that they actually get the, you know, you. When I was when I was there, we didn't have MP3s and shit. We had to buy cassette tapes. Yeah. So, hey, that's just coming back, man. It's coming back. That's, that's right. coming back. I saw that. I saw a new story on it, dude. That shit is coming back, bro. When's that new flagrant coming you cassette out on eight tapes track. and the digital download? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, flagrant on eight tracks. That's right. Yeah, you might as well just skip. Yeah, go right to eight tracks and beat everybody to it. Well, no, man, but A-Tracks ain't got no new shit on it. It's just got all old shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bust an A-Track. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no fun. You can't even fast forward that shit. I like that nostalgia yeah, shit, man. <laughs> you had to listen to it. Hell, oh, you hell yeah, man. fucking know. That's what's up, man. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Y'all dope as hell, bro. Thank we you. Appreciate we, appreciate it, we appreciate you, man. Thank you. We appreciate it. Everybody, all the Native World fans and fans of Flagrant, um, I we haven't even told anybody this yet, but we do, we do have. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to pull a calendar up real quick. We got anybody oh. killer and Freddie Grimes right here on Replicon Radio on September the oh. 18th. We just September broke it. We just That's broke my mother's news. birthday. My, my late mom. Shout yeah. out to her. Mom. Shout out to her. We love her. We love her, don't we? Happy birthday, yes. mom. We love her. Yeah. That's right. Killer knew my mom. She was everybody's mom. <laughs> That's why we she love her. She was that her. mom. That's why we I love her, tell too. You, I can tell you stories about my house was the house everybody came over. Everybody, because my mom would let us drink beer in the basement, nice. and my brother was a DJ. He awesome. still is. His, his name is DJ Chubb Rock. He's actually on one of Killer's albums, um, uh, on one of the mixtapes. Um, Shout out. Mama yeah, probably had day. always food so, in the kitchen. So... Uh, shout out to moms for making us for having a nice, safe place for us to, to chill in the hood where people were getting murdered down the street. 
Shout but out to man. Shout out to mom for sure for that. You feel me? Definitely. Keep Hell the yeah. kids safe in the basement. Give them a little bit of beer. She kept us safe, bro. Just <laughs> let us safe. drink our beer. We couldn't smoke in the house, but we could sneak off and then come back and shit. Sounds like mom saved a lot of lives. Saved a lot of lives, man. So yeah, check that out. I think that's kind of um kind of dope. Y'all having an interview with um ABK and Freddie Grimes on my mom's birthday and shit. Um, What's up, man? That's what's up. So I'll I gotta be do sure this. to let everybody know that. For sure. I almost forgot. Um, I forgot about it with Minicide. Uh, but we usually ask everybody uh, our Fago Lovers question from our homie Roscoe. It's our going away question. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, the, it's the we're running out of time question. But uh, <laughs> okay. we, we get to, All right, cool. This is how we hit your soul, though. Um, if you're stranded on an island, you can only bring three records with you. What three records Ooh. would they be? Damn, just records, period? No, they could be CDs or cassette tapes yeah, as well. Or 8-tracks if you, you got a favorite 8-track. Like artists don't matter, right? Because <laughs> I, mean, you can, I mean, you can cheat if you want. Do like a greatest hits, Michael yeah, Jackson, people have greatest, greatest hits. Stuff like I that, know, man, you know? Like, a, know. like a dirty dancer. I already know Michael Jackson soundtrack. is making. Actually, you know what? Prince would make the cut before Michael Jackson. For some reason, I just Real? Prince. I agree with that. That's my dude. Damn, that's hard, bro. That's hard. Um... Uh... DMX, it's dark and hell is hot. I'm throwing a rapper in that. Oh, um, damn, I can't listen to that ever again. Oh, shit, man. You get, you can't just ask that at the end like that. You got to have a prepare for that <laughs> we shit. We can. That's no, what we do. That's what we gotta, do. It's gotta, it's whatever hits you, man. Next time we ask you, you'll have a different answer. But. Right. You know what is dope? A Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yes. yes. There you go. That shit to keep you going and shit and keep your spirits up a little it's bit. But, um, yeah. I would have to say Prince, it's him next, the Pink Floyd. Fuck it. I like that. I like those. No, I'm that's fucking dope. That. I like that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's a, a good question, man. Yeah, that, that's all it's different eclectic. genres. Bro, I love all this different music. Yeah, for sure. So do I, man. That's why. I like that. Like, that was the. We. Yeah, he's he he supports us a lot, man. From Roscoe from Fago Lovers, and genres. he was doing oh, the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and he did that, yeah, he did that question, and we kind of we st- he wanted us to ask. Like, he had us do it like three or four times, and I just took it. And now I just shout him out. Who every was time. your three? My who was my three? They're all yeah, you wasn't ready for that. Was Ooh, that was a uh, first? That's a first. Nobody's ever asked him that. What's your three, motherfucker? It would it would, pro- it would be my. I mean, I, I can't even. I don't even know if I can pick an Look album. It would be no hell no. Pick it. It would be Michael Jackson. If I ha- if I can't pick your greatest hits, I'd have to decide between Thriller or Dangerous, whichever one I grab first. Oh, Thriller, <laughs> probably <Easy>. Thriller. <laughs> uh, and then it would be. Take, hard, it would man. be it would be a fucking emo band taking back Sunday. Tell all your friends. Hell yeah, wait, just stick with your shit, bro. And then it would be. Uh, Probably Dark Lotus, Tales from the Lotus Pod, because I couldn't pick between a yeah. Twisted or an ICP. The pre-release or the, or the, the original. original release? I know you only could pick three. That sucks. <laughs> I would probably. Uh, I'd have to go with the pre-release. I'd probably go with the Mars version. I love Killer, but I'd have yeah. to go with the pre-release. I'd go with the Mars version. All that shit will keep changing, though, bro. When you keep remembering shit, like, oh hell no, I forgot about that. Yeah, 100%. yeah, fuck yeah. My you top know, three the doors was dope as fuck. You know, and you can just keep adding shit. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Frank Sinatra, that that motherfucker fresh. It's it's, just, it's some dope ass shit, yeah, it's man. Always, it's always hard to pick that the three you can't live without. Essentially, I like. know. It's actually some bullshit the answers people give you because you can't just pick. You, they, you got to make motherfuckers just pick it for you. Or so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
We like to see how they handle the pressure. Yeah. Bro, it is pressure, too. It's pressure. I felt it. I didn't, oh, yeah. You know? And you stuck to your shit pretty solid. I give you credit for that. You picked that emo. Take it back. Sunday's my emo. shit, man. That's one of my favorite yeah, albums of all time. Hell yeah. Man, nice. I like to get up in my emotions. Hell, me too, man. <laughs> Fuck with my emotions, goddammit. <laughs> I'm yeah, a Pisces, so shit. Um. But all yeah, right, y'all. That's what's up, man. Thanks for having me, man. For sure, man. You're definitely, you're, like I said, you're, you're, you're part of the family now, bro. Replicon family. Hell yeah, bro. Give me your, check out the album, man. And, um, you know, as a fucking artist, I would appreciate knowing after meeting and talking to y'all and shit, I appreciate y'all to check it out and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? And let me know what it, what you, what you feel on it. Absolutely, man. We're going to bump a couple tracks on right now for everybody listening. So that's what's up. Uh, that's definitely what's up. keep in touch, man. We appreciate you calling in. Everybody, Hell yeah. I'm checking out Native stay World tuned Spot, in. Flagrant Music. Yeah. It's Native World, you little bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pippin. All right, All, right. All right, we'll talk to you. <laughs> I love that. He's the. All of this wicked shit that I've been forced to go through my whole life I don't think they get it The way I see it, I'm not alone and I mean it Cause I know some killers from the east side I know we shall get it Me and my homie flagrant be the wrong niggas to play with If you fall, I grab the cake quick spray and undercover agents If I think it, I won't say it Cause you might have a recorder levitating I'm so godlike, you might see me walk on water He's an angel, he's a demon, he's so wicked when you see him Hopping straight up off that beam, spinning up all that perdition Everybody wanna know me, but I'm truly the unholy I be shining like them blood diamonds, but I wear no rollie You won't catch me in no Yeezys from Detroit just like KDZ Lived a hard knock life, but I make this shit look easy Extra cheesy, please believe me, wipe me down, go get a squeegee Your girl wetter than a Fiji, cause I'm wicked like a Ouija Kick it now, wicked styles, and they blatant flagrant fouls ABK is in the house, and they smoking them white owls Me and flagrant came to slay shit, I ain't even gonna say shit I'm running out of patience cause I'm a mental patient and I'm sick. They say I'm sick because all of this wicked shit that I've been forced to go through my whole life. And I don't think they get it. The way I see it, I'm not alone and I mean it cause I know some killers from the east side. I've been getting real busy, still cruising through my city. And a lot of shit has happened since I was a itty bitty nigga. Trying to make a bingo 50-50, no one with me. But them demons try to get me, try to act like they was friends. But you never bother with no diamonds or no Bentley's. I got super Negro vision, you would never catch me slipping. I survived the east side, so I'm winning out to mention. I've been waiting on this moment, now I got it, I'ma own it. Me and anybody killer and each job or the omen. I don't really see me slowing, and shout out to my opponent. I'm the new to Django, let my chain hang low. Plus I got the flagrant music, merch the master can't go. This is like music thing. I remind you what's okay, and you all know my saying. What I claim every day, October 31st, man. Flick.
Catch me at the gate. 
two seconds. One. Whoop. We're back. Yeah. We're yeah. back here at Replicon Radio. What up? Oh, man. I hope you guys enjoyed those flagrant tracks. Yeah. Shout I, out to Flager, man. He was Flager's dope as fuck. Shit, we, we did. We checked him out on the way back from uh, Utah. <coughs> like, uh, we, pop, we popped it in and all that shit. Well, we didn't pop it in. We plugged it into the phone because <laughs> no car has fucking CD players anymore. But shit, mine do. Uh, we, I mean, oh, we, I was so mad about that, yeah, too, because I wanted to listen to I got the, the new Triple Threat record in the car. Yeah. Oh, Where's so, my copy it? It's, did you pre-order it? I did. Is it ships next week when it comes out? I want the exclusive what? CD to hand it out. That's that's a mirror mirror. Yeah, I want the exclusive. That's not true. They threat. hand it out. I told you I want the exclusive. They hand it out. Get me one. Yeah. Did you get me one? You know, you had to be one of the first thousand people. You gonna burn it for me? What? I know you opened it already. What? The one that's handed out. The mirror mirror. No, one. I didn't. I'm, I'm never gonna open it. I already, it's the same album. It's just like a special edition. Oh, okay. You know, that's, no, that's the one they were handing out for free at the door, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no new tracks on it. It's just the this version. Here you go. You got yeah, it. the collector's version. Mini version. What about I your boy? They, did he go? Did he get in early? I don't think yeah. they have the rights to that. Man. He was the he's the one that got there the earliest. How the fuck did he and you all get? And you guys didn't. Y'all rode together. I went in there early to try to get his one well, my pass for him. See a one eye. Yeah, so he went in there early. And basically, now we can start the show. Yeah, no, basically, like he went in there early. We were sitting in the car uh, across the, across the street from the venue, and uh, okay, and like we picked up the homie Kara, which love her, shout out to her, and uh, we were all just drinking in the fucking car. We were getting hammered, and, and we were. And just, I went in. We were just having a great, uh, grand old time, and then eventually we were like. Shit, guess we gotta go in. And what's what we were waiting for? You know, it's one of those that, like, hey, I just want to finish this bottle. And we're and like, she had like a little water bottle. She's like, I just want to finish this and then we'll go in. Yeah, I know how she rolls. Yeah, so uh-huh. that, that's what we were doing. We were, and we would, we straight kicked it, like, before, before we Why went in. Why did you kick it, man? You, you should have had fun and finished it. No, we, uh, well, I mean, we picked it back up and then we oh. drank it. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was dope. Sounds like a good show I missed. It was all right, though. So I had I had plenty of fun here. Yeah. I'm not I'm not butthurt that I missed it. Yeah, I would be. I would be. I'm not. I mean, I don't want to rub it in your face, but damn, man, <laughs> you only had to take off Monday. Damn, all my days are spent, bro. I know, man, but shit, everything up. We coming. would we could have got the expedition. We could have rolled out there. Never uh, again. Never right. again. It's too long of a fucking drive for me yeah. to be sitting I, I realized that like 12 is the cap, like max. Absolute look, max. But look, 10, I had a four hour ride up to do. India. My fucking knee was no, fucking killing me. Yeah. yeah, actually, I was, uh, I'm trying to get the old girl to, I want to go to uh, one of the, uh, one of the great Malenko shows, but. Yeah. Well, if the shit ain't, if the shit ain't opened up in Texas, then uh, <laughs> we might work. Well, we're already, we're going to wait and see. And if it's not, Ready to go? Then we're gonna go to a different Malenko show. Yeah, we've already Maybe discussed. Will be a one, uh-huh. and I'll be at one, and Tony will be at one. We'll all hit different ones. And we'll all fucking replicate the shit out of them. And well, I know him and I have no problem passing out flyers, but you just kind of, dude, fuck it. I'm here. I'm drunk. I wear my shirt. That's a, that's a billboard in itself. I, I was talking with people at the show, and I, I I ran into a bunch of people that had already listened to us, and I I. The, I capped my flyering out by I completely flyered the entire bathroom. Every single surface I could balance a fucking flyer on, 
It was everywhere. Every stall had like five fucking flyers in it, dude. It was everywhere. So whoever fucking went to the men's restaurant in that venue saw us. Yeah, that's what we do at Replicon. We fucking you know promote, we're at promote, promote. I think that's kind of becoming my thing now. That like when I go to an event, you know when Replicon's there because the fl- the bathroom is eventually going to be flyered the fuck out. The bathroom is flooded. I've actually gone back behind him. Like uh, what was that? A die antwerd. Yeah. And he had he flyered it, and I went back and I fixed it all. Like I, I OCD'd it all. That don't surprise me. He I, just kind of throws shit. Yeah, no. He he asked me. He was like, "Cause we did, we missed each other there." And uh, he was like, "Did you go back and fix my shit?" I was like, "Fuck yeah, I did." I went back and I flyered. Sure, fuck wouldn't be like, "No, nah, man, somebody else must have done that." Ah, man. I, I and uh, let's see, I did that in Kokomo. Man, I did it in Cleveland. Yeah, I guess this is my thing. I, I, I'll fly the fuck out of the bathroom. Because <laughs> what else? What Everybody else you gonna go fucking to bathroom, read? Man. Yeah, what else are you going to read when you're standing there just right. with the dick in your hand? It's like, oh, look at that. I mean, it works well for Pops. They put them posters in the fucking walls right I know there by it, the urinal. I know so. it catches my attention every single time I go to the bathroom. I'm looking for Whatever's something to look at. in front of me, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it, 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 you don't want to be it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to look at this dude's dick. No, I'm not going to do that. that. That would never be the first thing that crossed that's my never, mind. No, I'm just saying. It's the, I mean, that's that's why. You know, it's like I'm I mean, always the first like. Thing I, I mean, if there's nothing on the wall in front of me, I still sit there and stare at the fucking wall in front I of me. I look up. I look up. I look at the ceiling a lot. I see if like uh, like this, what kind of structure it is or some shit. It's like what kind of ceiling tiles. Dog, I'm in the bathroom. I ain't trying to figure out that. I'm just trying to get in there and out of there. No, well, I mean, like I mean, you, you know, the further though, the I'm further not. away my eyes are from somebody else's dick in my perifs, the the better. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always go to a urinal on the end and I face like I'm in the corner. That's not always an option, though, man. It ain't, but uh, I always wait for it to be an option, right? Unless I really gotta go, then it's like, fuck it, where's the fucking stall at? Right. And then, did you go in the stall and there's 1,400 fucking flyers? It's That's great. Well, we are out of time. Yeah, we, we are, are out, out of time. time. Shout out to fucking Flagrant. Shout out to fucking Minicide. Shout out to Lockhead for staying here a few minutes late. Motherfucking Lockhead. I don't even know. MyCityMyMusic.com. Hey, next week on the show, we got Blaze Dead Homie. Blaze. The one and only The MVP of Attack of the Ninjas Which if you watch my video from the ball game You would know that There you go Also I am Blaze's doppelganger Just uh, in case you guys didn't know Dead Body Man is Blaze Your dead homie's doppelganger We're gonna paint it up I'm not sure what that means You gonna come and paint it up next week? Do what? You gonna come in and paint it up? Uh, I don't know Probably not <laughs> Probably not he looks like Blaze. That's what Doppelganger, That's what Doppelganger I means. I understand. That. I look like Blaze when I paint it up. I mean, so I was trying to help. Well, Lockhead was like, he didn't know what it meant. Yeah. No, it means I look I like I was giving him shit. It it's probably on the Urban Dictionary. I probably mean something totally different. But yeah, shout out to everybody that tuned in. Well, Rue is out of here. I'm out. Replicon yeah. underscore radio. Replicon Love you guys. Shout out to you chatters. Shout out to the Way listeners. To get your chatter box on in the chat yeah. room. Hit us up. Tell us how bad we suck. Tell love you listeners. Like. Love you chatters. Love you replayers. Go back, peep out the replay if you missed anything tonight. You can do that at repliconradio.com. You can do that anytime you want. Anytime, anywhere. Any Go place. check out uh, East Coast Beast host Chuck Reeves. Tonight. He's, he's going to be going live with his I'm recap. Out. Yep. We'll, we'll be back September 4th. Blaze your dead homie. Later. Oh.
The only place to go for outdoor gifts this season is Cabela's Christmas Sale. Get $100 off in-stock Browning X-Bolt rifles. And don't miss Saturday 8 a.m. doorbusters with free giveaways to the first 250 in line. Shop in-store and at Cabela's.com. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.